0: Okay, I haven't read this one yet, but uh, that's here, what makes it good. Here we go. So I'm on the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows, and it's a great website, and uh, it has a lot of words for feelings that people experience but never knew how to describe. Hmm. So this one here is called, and this, let's just—I'm just, just going to read this here and just—if you guys have felt this before, let's talk about it. Okay. Uh, this is new to me. Nighthawk, a reoccurring thought that only seems to strike you late at night. An overdue task, a nagging guilt, a looming shapeless future that circles high overhead during the day, that peaks at the back of your mind while you try to sleep, that you can successfully ignore for weeks, only to feel its presence hovering outside the window, waiting for you to finish your coffee, passing the time quietly by, or passing the time by quietly building a nest. Something that comes to you late at night, we will forget about for weeks. That one you
1: can get really close to. You. <laughs> um... That's like an uncomfortably close one that you have to kind of shift down
2: your throat a little bit. I'll say yes, but I wouldn't say, I'd say it's almost the opposite. I'm a really good problem solver at night. During the day, I overthink and I I, I make a bigger deal out of things. I make it, you know, a mountain out of a molehill. And During night, I'm very rational and I come to conclusions a lot easier. Do you think the day.
1: it's rational or do you think you're just more creative at
2: night? I wouldn't, well, maybe rational is not the right word, but more direct in my decisions, more decisive. At
1: yeah, because I feel like when you're like late at night, you're way more in touch with just how you're feeling, your emotions. Yeah. And so you know exactly what you want.
2: And I'm way more okay with failing at nighttime too. If I do something wrong per se, I'm way more okay with dealing with the consequences and fixing it at night.
1: Like like thinking about the fact that you're going to have to do that or just like right there in the moment? It's
2: it's just just doing it. And knowing that it might not work.
1: Do you like, and then do you ever have any experiences where you regret something that you did during the night? Just Oh, yeah. Yeah, for and sure. It is, does it have anything to do with like substances or is it just like completely natural, like melatonin induced?
2: It's natural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's a lot of, a lot of coffee.
1: Just finally wearing off. Yeah. 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 Cause maybe it's like the coffee during the day that, yeah, I don't know.
2: I don't know. I love coffee though. <laughs> coffee, it, obviously coffee is a, it's a, a stimulant, yeah. but for me, it definitely seems to, it, it seems to make me more comfortable with my surroundings. Like I just feel more, like when I feel more awake, I, I don't know, it's, it's probably a pretty obvious statement. I
1: have, I have no, cause I get like, I don't. I've taken coffee for like a tiny bit of my life, and that was at the end of the last school year. Because
0: I've taken coffee. I've taken <laughs>
1: coffee. Taken yeah, I, I, no, no, okay. Every time I say coffee, I, I always refer to it like a drug. Like I, I was drinking coffee, right? Like I, I took some coffee. I took some coffee. <laughs> um, but th- because I just drink it black, like oh, I'm, yeah. I'm taking it, right? I just <laughs> swig it down as fast as I can.
2: Intravenously.
1: Um, I would do that only during like the last, the last few months of school is Mm -hmm. when I got into coffee and then the moment school got out or even during weekends I wouldn't take any and yeah I because I'm so sensitive to it that that goes away (laughs) well I can't well the thing like I started off I could do like we have these coffee packets so I could do like an entire packet of coffee Mm -hmm. or at least like you know most of it and then I'd be cool the whole day and then all this like one for some reason I did like maybe half and that was too much, mm-hmm. and I don't know what like what ha- what shifted there. And then I haven't been able to even get back up to like half a packet since. And so like I, I took one in the morning, near six o'clock in the morning before school. which had a doctor's appointment after school. They took my heart rate. It was ninety. <laughs> I
2: like, don't know my my rest of a high heart resting heart rate there.
1: Yeah, closer to like seventy probably. Yeah, something like that. So it's just insane to see ninety right there. Um, you cause could I just, could feel it.
2: yeah. Uh-huh. Well, sometimes you just the doctor's office even subconsciously has a way of making people anxious. It's happened to oh, me no, before. Oh no, it was all day though. I feel the same okay. way. Like, I've gone to the doctor's office. Me. They've taken my p- blood pressure. It's like it's high, like abnormally high, and it's just been anxiety
1: from the doctors. Yeah, and even yeah. though
2: I don't, I don't have a rational fear of doctors' offices, but there's something about going in there that just kind of gets you going. You know, yeah,
0: it's it's, th- it's like the whole thing of like, okay, don't cough now, and then you have to cough because right. Where it's really what they're saying is, hey, don't have high blood pressure. We're seeing if you have high blood pressure, don't do it,
1: don't have it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, I'm
0: telling you don't do it. It's gonna be bad
3: if but you have high blood pressure.
1: It's like the opposite is also true because you go in there because your leg is hurting, and they're like, okay, so where does it hurt? And you're like, well, it doesn't hurt now. Not now that I'm in front of you, it doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't have the problem when you're actually there.
2: I've had this occasional like pain in my side, like mid side, for the past. I wanted to start. Start probably started in October so we're coming up on a year now in a few months yeah. and it's not constant and it's really not that bad but i went to the doctor's office once and they they he, he didn't know what was wrong with it he said just keep watching it um and then i had an x-ray and a ct scan of my abdomen and none of it found anything and it still just hurts so it's like right. well what am i gonna do he's like i don't know it's like, dude, I'm paying you to fix this. He's like, I don't know, really. It doesn't seem like a muscle, but we can't find anything wrong with you. So it's like, well, what good does that do? <laughs>
0: dude, we can talk about muscle tearing. I got a funny story about that. At some, uh, I want to talk about Nighthawk just a little nah, Okay,
2: let's go back to so, it. Uh, Bring it back. Dude, I don't,
0: every once in a while, I just get this like thought of this existential dread when laying in bed. <laughs> and if i think about it okay
3: that's what we're talking about yeah Yeah, if you think
0: about it like outside of that context it's like hanging out like it it doesn't bother me but like if i'm laying in bed and i start thinking about this existential dread and voidness and it starts to tear at me but i have this weird thing where like i like just like lay there and i have to stop thinking about it right so i like roll my eyes in the back of my skull and it just i don't know it fixes it (laughs) dude i
2: don't know what it is but it's weird i don't know but that's fair though I, i can get where you're coming from with that I do have thoughts like that at night, but like I said, usually I'm able to deal with them.
0: But they, Yeah. You got anything like that, Sam?
1: Yeah. I get like, well, it's more just when I, when I, I start thinking about the things that I, you know, normally that just aren't in the forefront of my mind. So things that I've just kind of pushed back a little bit. Um, that's mostly just spending time with people that I don't know if I'm going to see for much longer. Yeah. yeah. So usually like older friends and family members. Or just people that, you know, if I'm going to go away after like high school or something, then right. I'm never going to see again. That kind of thing. Um, and I've actually made a few decisions to see more people that I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to see that much longer. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's because of that, but that's definitely one thing I think about.
2: Well, here's the problem that I have. So, like, I get these thoughts at night. And I find the solutions or I I try, I I think of things I can do during the day to fix it, right? You know, say something's bothering me or if I want to achieve something, I plan how I want to do it at night. And then the day comes and I either try it and it doesn't work or I don't even try it. And then that's when it becomes a problem for me is when it's actualized in real life, different than how I planned it at night. Because in my mind, I'm definitely more creative at night. And when it doesn't happen, when when it doesn't meet my expectations, that's when I feel bad. That's when I feel let down even though I'd have no reason to
1: (laughs) so when you so you plan something at night and then it doesn't work out Mm -hmm. and then you feel let down by your like nighttime self yes so it seems like Gary you have like two personalities you have like your night
0: oh he definitely
2: has a night life one comes out at 11pm I I know exactly (laughs) you gotta have
0: that 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 pot of coffee and a bag of milanos and Ooh. xavier renegade yeah. angel in the background and i know it's a different you know exactly, gary what happens at exactly. 11 PM. that's right when gary starts me. throwing things
2: uh, yeah that's when i really start throwing things <laughs> i throw a small amount of things during the day i throw a lot of things at night so yeah i like my nighttime person on the
0: on the point of uh making plans at night it's really and i noticed this lately it's really weird how like i'll go to sleep i'll be thinking about something right and then okay like so sometimes right, i'll go to sleep i'm thinking about something I wake up in the middle of the night to go, to go pee and I I pick up the thought immediately. Mm-hmm. And I immediately realize, man, how am I thinking about that? Like, that's so weird. Yeah. I could, right? But then other times, I will go and I'll fall asleep. And like before I fall asleep, I'll be thinking like, tomorrow I'm gonna do this and that. I'm so pumped to do it. And then I wake up and I that motivation's gone or yeah. that idea is gone whereas exactly. this other random thing that doesn't matter right. at all like I'll pick up that thought the second I wake up and realize how weird it is that I remember
2: it exactly what I'm talking about yeah. yeah
1: yeah well do you guys like I get at night usually I've tried to start going to bed earlier because I noticed that yeah I sometimes I do have like creative moments like that mm-hmm. and stuff, but they take like so long it'll just be me <laughs> sitting there thinking about it you know maybe right. doing something on my computer listening to music or something like, I, tr- you know, I'll be sitting there like twiddling my thumbs because I'm sp- I am know I'm supposed to be doing this other thing. That's why I'm staying up late. Mm-hmm. And then I just think about that. And then I'm like, okay, wow. So I could be, I feel really inspired about something. And then I look at the clock and it's been like 40 minutes of me just right. thinking about <laughs> one thing. Even though I'm really inspired. But then I wake up the next day and I don't remember it, the inspiration. Because, yeah. I mean, that, that's really, it's not, it's intangible, right? Mm. The inspiration from that moment of- yeah
0: i need to get back to writing my dream journal that was yes fun. i
2: have a whole bunch written down on my phone i mean I have, and they're just nuts to go back and read because i don't remember them at all i
0: have months i definitely have a couple months worth where i was really good about it but yeah. i just lost uh consistency when mm. when do you guys do and that? i think i actually journey?
2: was dreaming more during that time you don't dream more but you remember them. i
0: felt like i was dreaming because i have like i don't know i felt like i was having like a solid dream every night no for a, a good couple weeks and okay. it was weird um but maybe i'm having all these dreams i just not remembering but like i'm usually pretty good at remembering that i didn't write it down day right yeah
1: well what i've noticed is like if i don't if i don't think if i'm not thinking about the dream when i wake up mm-hmm. i don't remember it
2: yeah that's the thing i i don't remember any dreams ever like i can't recall any really yeah. except for the ones that are in my phone when i made a conscious decision to write them down when i woke up like, as soon as I woke up, if I wrote them down, then I realized I would remember them when I woke up. Mm-hmm. But when I'm not, when I don't subconsciously have that in my mind to write them down when I wake up, I don't even, it doesn't even cross my mind when I wake up. Yeah. To, okay, and I don't so, think about. Yeah. Like, I would get all. in a
0: scramble, like, got to write them down, write them down. But then I was just like, and I would just get good. About, I was pretty good about it. But then, you know, the second I woke up, I knew it was journal time. Pull it out, start writing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you got to, like, put it right there where you can see it yeah yeah you gotta I, make sure that you're
2: i had times where like my alarm would be set for like 5 30 whatever and i'd wake up at like 2 a.m and just right then and there i'd write down whatever i had and then oh i've done yeah. that oh, yeah. it'd just be like i woke Whoa. up on accident and just immediately my first thought was not what time it was why did i wake up probably had to go to the bathroom or something my first thought was to write down my dream yeah and then i'd fall back asleep and have a completely different dream and write that one down when i woke mm-hmm. up when my alarm went off that's and dope. it's just when you're in the practice of doing it, it it comes so naturally as part of your waking up routine huh. it's 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 insane
1: yeah so. i need to start doing that because uh yeah because usually i just wake up and then i just try to get out of bed as soon as i can right mm-hmm. um that's something and i'm I usually with. thinking about I'm th- usually my thought when i get out of, when i wake up is okay how am i going to
0: force myself out of bed mm-hmm. how am i going
1: to you know get get out of bed and what am I gonna do once like, I get? I don't out? know about
0: you guys, but I'm a straight to shower type of guy. I'm I not. wake up and take three lunging steps into the shower <laughs> and turn it on. And uh, but what happens? I'll wake up from it, but while I'm in the shower, I will always fall asleep standing up. Still. Yeah, me too. So then I'll forget about it in that time of waking up to falling asleep in the shower.
2: You're, yeah. If if I have a if it's a school day, shower right away. Yeah, if, if it's not a school day. If I'm off. I'll go into like 1 one p.m. without showering and I'm like, I smell really bad.
0: Because I, like, I don't feel rushed to wake up. Um, yeah. Even if I have an alarm for like, I don't know, 7 o'clock, I still wake up on, like on a weekend. Yeah. I wake, I still wake up early. On, I mean, er, early. Depends on your definition. On weekends. but Well, 7's pretty good. That's, that's reasonable. Yeah. It's moderate. So I feel like I'm wasting time if I'm not. But you, like, I take more time to get out of bed. I'm yeah. still, you know, it's, yeah.
2: Here, here are two things related to this and then we can go forward. First of all, I think... I don't care about what time I go to sleep usually, as long as I wake up at the same time every day. Because mm-hmm. I think there's way more benefit from waking up at the same time every day. And to 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 quote something I know very little about, it's was it, your circadian rhythm. That mm-hmm. it's called yeah yeah yeah. That's really important. And I think there's much more benefit from that than getting eight hours every night. But second of all, have you guys ever used the uh, the five second countdown to try and motivate yourself? I did. I that yeah. works so well. Yeah. And I don't. It's just it's it's weird, but I love it. Whenever I can't get out of bed or do anything, just count backwards from five. five Tell yourself what you're going to do first. You know, four, I'm going to get out of bed.
1: Three, two, and then you're up. And on one, you just
2: you just do it. Yeah. It's it's, it's a cool psychological trick, but it, it's, yeah. thal- it's something so simple. That's what works best to motivate me. If yeah. I don't do that, I won't do anything.
1: Interesting. Like I noticed in school, like about the circadian rhythm thing, I was doing a bunch of research to find out like, why am I always so tired? Because mm-hmm. it's like, I'm getting 7 hours of sleep a night like that should be enough cuz i know some people who run off like 5 hours of sleep 4 hours of sleep right um and so like you know like what's the what's the thing and so i, I the more research i did is what kind of like what i found the circadian rhythm mm. so what i did was i cut out my weekend like sleep in times so you know i get up at uh, what 6 something school days every day and then i was always so tired and then during weekends i would just wake up at i would set my alarm for like seven Mm. and stay in bed till eight sure get up as opposed to staying in bed till like 10 11 or 12 and since then the on days that i'm super tired and go to bed super late the latest i'll ever wake up is like 10 a.m but usually i will naturally wake up before eight right at some
0: point especially with the sun this time of year that's nice it's so hard to fall asleep and the sleep in like the amount of times I've woken up and it's like six o'clock. It's like,
2: come on, go away, son. I want to sleep twenty more minutes. Right. I like op- I like leaving my windows open at night, even when oh, I know it's gonna be yes. cold. And then that's so much easier to wake up to. Oh, it's I love cold. It. Yeah. Mm, I love when there's a little rain. Mm.
1: <sighs> the best. I think the best way to wake up is the sun.
2: Yeah.
3: Because oh, for sure. If yeah. you're
1: like sleeping outside or something, and by the time you notice that the sun is up and you 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 wake up, your subconscious has been waking up for the past like 10 minutes and, and you're ready to go yeah,
0: every yeah. the most alert i've ever woken up is they've always been times we've been sleeping outside mm-hmm. under the stars yeah yeah
2: yeah
1: exactly because you just get those instant and you're lights. ready to go <laughs> ready to we'll, go we'll
2: say what you will about hu- human modernization and stuff but evolutionarily that's how you're supposed to wake up yeah that's how you have woken up for you know, millions of years so it makes sense yeah totally i'm not gonna get too far on the topic but yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yeah i mean because I've been trying to, the the best way I can imitate that is, you know, they say blue lights help you or, you know, keep you up late. Right. So I usually, what I'll do is I'll like go on my phone and I don't, don't even do anything on it. I'll just stare at like the, the blank screen. Mm-hmm. To wake yourself up. Just to wake myself up and I'll do that for a bit or maybe I'll. Yeah, Do some exercise. That's, I'll
0: like that. scroll through YouTube and not even select a video. Yeah. No, 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 what happens is I'll select a video and then, and fall then I'll fall asleep. Yeah, me yep. too.
2: And you wake up, you're like, what was that?
0: I'm like, God, I was like, oh, I actually wanted to watch
2: that video. <laughs> or you see it on your watch history later. <laughs> yeah. You didn't even realize you selected it. Oh, my yeah.
0: favorite is falling asleep with YouTube on and waking up in the morning and my recommended being all weird because <laughs> yeah, of it. I
2: play. <laughs> no, I was going to say the two things that have benefited me the most with sleep is, first of all, waking up consistently at the same time and not using my phone 30 minutes before bed. Mm-hmm. Just that thirty-minute yeah. buffer, it just clears out your mind. You're in your own zone. There's no influences. Of, well, I mean there are, but there's no like you know, internet influences on your mind. Right. It just kind of clears everything out, and you're ready to go to sleep, and you wake up feeling a lot more refreshed, a lot, a lot, a lot cleaner. let's say, a yeah. lot clearer of head.
1: Yeah, I have. I have a like, I'm a pretty, like spatially oriented person. So, you know, I have this duty when I when I got the studio Hmm. i had to well yeah so i got the studio and this is kind of the only room that i have right this this would theoretically be my bedroom but i don't like the idea of sleeping in the same space that i work right so upstairs i have do that a lot a closet now so i just have like a mattress laying on the ground Mm -hmm. in the closet so i go in there there's nothing in there that's going to distract me so i could just go to sleep and that's all i'm thinking about which is really nice because if I need to go to sleep, I go in that room, I'm not on my phone or anything. And that's all I think about Mm -hmm. because that's the room is to me, it's just sleep. Yeah. And I think that's really useful because I've heard a lot of things that say, Oh, don't do anything else on your bed. Mm -hmm. Right. Other than sleep. Yeah. Other than sleep because then it's going to make you stay up.
0: I definitely, I, I, yeah, I get that a lot. I I vibe with that a lot, man. (laughs) Uh, resonate. Or like, my frequencies are uh, attuned Chakras. to them. Yeah, yeah. my
2: kundalini so, respects that. There's so much psychology behind sleep that I'd say probably 85 percent of the population will never, never recognize. You know, that's weird to think how inefficient people are being, how ineffective people are being in their lives, and yet they just go about their. I lives. want
0: to get back to this one second, but uh, with like the I have the same thing that's, where that's like a deeper topic we'll come back with to like. I sleep in a bedroom, and my bedroom's for sleeping and storing clothes in. Whereas I spend my time in the garage making things and interacting with people, and it's I like that a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. Like it feels
0: definitely feels like two separate headspaces.
2: Right. <laughs> my yeah, where, yeah, where I only want to hang out in my bedroom. I can't say the same for my bedroom. I have my computer in there, I have my all my audio equipment in there, my music stuff in there. Yeah, no, I everything is in I my, like everything not, I own is in my bedroom except for my car. I like not having my computer in my bedroom a lot. Yeah, it's good.
0: I think it's really good. But okay, we're saying with the sleep stuff is a uh, I I could find the word. There's a word on Dictionary of Searssolar is about weird things in modern day life that we accept, like mm-hmm. zoos. How weird a zoo is. Yeah. Right. Oh,
1: oh, but everything's weird though. But I mean,
0: like, how many? Because you can change your perspective and see how weird things are. Right. Um, but I think sleep's one of them. Sleep is it's not modern day perhaps, but it's just kind of a weird concept to look at from the outside but since it's something we're all so familiar with we just mm-hmm. accept it but it really it's kind of a weird thing where you spend your whole day being conscious and following your surroundings as much as you can just to stop
2: i i have yeah here's, here's something i won't name the person who said this although i really disagree with it but i won't name the person's name they they were trying to convince me that we should do away with time zones Mm-hmm. Just get rid of them. So the entire world can be on the same world clock. Okay. Yeah. And I get that from like a business perspective or a logistical uh, yeah. perspective. But from a human perspective, from an evolutionary perspective, you go, you, you wake up when the sun comes up. Mm-hmm. You go to bed when the sun goes down. I mean, this is contrasting what we said earlier about, you know, being more creative at night. I think it's a different discussion. But humans are kind of hardwired hard coded to just do that. Yeah. So you think there's got to be some benefit to having to, to, to designing your society around the cycle of the sun. That's why it's been done. Well, the
0: that issue way. is like it should be around the cycle of the sun, but time for us what it's representing is this it's representing a certain dimension between sunrise and sunset that's always changing depending on the time of year and where you're on the earth. Right. Um but it's really just like it's really a scale sh- telling you how much longer you have till the end of the day, which really isn't the end of the day. It's not, but it's
2: closer. Than
0: yeah. Whereas if they went at a 24, hour clock, a 24 board, hour clock, then it wouldn't matter if you knew your localization. Like you, if you grew up with, like, oh, well, the sun rises at 17 and it, you know, sets at three or whatever, right? right. If that was your localization. Mm-hmm. But, but since are so we're so mobile. Yeah. We're so mobile that it changes. And we're also hardwired now to know that, you know, Somewhere between six and eight, the sun comes up.
2: Right. Yeah. Here, here's an idea. You have something to add?
1: Well, yeah. I was going to say that I think it's. I don't think it would be that bad because you know you you can just yeah you can just, your localization can be oh seventeen to three. Yeah, um, it's
0: really what matters is the sun and the time of the day, not what the those numbers representing.
2: Right. I understand that. Yeah. But at the same time, they're they're the the purpose of a. 24 hour of a global clock would be for business and logistic reasons. Like I said, everyone so, wakes up at eight. Yeah. So that doesn't, the, mm-hmm. the it, it it's, it's, um, it's making the purpose of the 24 hour clock irrelevant. If you still focus on the sun, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's,
0: no, well, but they would take out all the confusion of when you're supposed to get on discord to meet your Russian clan mates <laughs> or just banking. Right. Yeah. All
2: the banks in this country are in the Eastern Time zone. So if you're on a West Coast and you're like a financial planner, it sucks. It does suck. Yeah. Huh. Fortunately, they're three hours ahead of us, so it's earlier in the day for us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean that's why the bank here, the banks here close. You know, your online app, you can't do anything. Oh, well, you can do stuff, but it won't actually. Oh yeah. Register yeah until process the next yeah. day. It won't process until the next day because those banks are closed at eight, so they shut down at five here. So Yeah. <laughs> that makes things difficult, but. That's the way it works. That's the way it is in this country. It's not like that in every country. It's just because the United States is so. Most countries don't exist in more than one time zone. Like, mm -hmm. if we're being honest, a lot of them, like, there's a few big ones that do. And
1: China takes up, like, it has one time zone, even though it stretches for. It's huge. Yeah. Multiple.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the United States is one of the few countries that has three distinct. Actually, we have four, five distinct time zones. Because we have Eastern, Central. No, we have more than that Eastern, Central, Mountain Time, Pacific. Alaska is an hour ahead or hour behind and then Hawaii is two to three hours because they don't observe daylight savings. So we have like five distinct time zones in here. It's really weird. <laughs> I'm
0: a conscientious uh, objector to daylight savings. Uh, I have to put that out there legally.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, daylight savings is irrelevant but it's, yeah. it's people make a big deal out of it when it, I don't think it's a big deal at it's all. It's
0: just like one of those things where like at least it's a silly topic to be mad
2: about. It is because it, realistically it has very little impact. So... It's just yeah. weird that some states don't observe it and some do. That's what's funny. That's, that's what, what's yeah. funny about it. So
0: What's funny is that people like there's this it's uh, like oh, a lot we're of people in the same time zone. now. No. A lot of people don't <laughs> they have to think about like wait, what's what's good? What's the good side again? Do we want it? Do we not want it? Uh It's just It's <laughs> yeah. like California has passed some legislation to do to get rid of it, I think, or to try to get rid of it, so a while ago. I don't know how far that's gone, but uh but it was this whole thing where people like didn't know which side they were supposed to be observing. They're like, "Uh, <laughs> it's supposed to be mad at the one side of it." Yeah,
1: yeah. I do think it'd be cool though, like as a as a reference for like, you know, you always learn new things where you go. But say you go around the world to a different area, I think it's cool to know, like, to would to be able to see, like, oh. I'm normally waking up at 17 but today i'm waking up at like six mm-hmm. something and so it would be kind of cool i think to see the sunrise at a different time and then you then you know how far away you are from yeah the, you know what you're at right, in your normal place mm-hmm. um
0: yeah. i would like i would like that better as a little like there's this idea of like when you go places you get you get like souvenirs of knowledge right mm-hmm. not just souvenirs of things but like souvenirs of culture I and mean, souvenirs of just a way of thinking that's different from what you're used to, and that would be a good one is, like knowing, like, man, well, when I'm here, it's actually like this at my place, right, right where I'm from, instead of knowing, huh, I have to add eight hours or subtract eight hours, or
2: we'll just talk to someone on the phone who's back home, yeah, well, that's and a- realize how different it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've yeah. done that before, and it's just like, yeah, even if you're not that far away, you just have to be an hour away, and you realize how much time can change. Yeah so here, here's a concept that i wanted to bring up real quick well this might not be real quick but um so yeah uh, at in our modern world um human transportation and relocation has never been easier right, right. Mm-hmm. you can hop on a plane it's the cheapest it's practically ever been um i mean take that with uh air quotes but yeah, yeah. we'll just say it's it's pretty cheap Honestly, if we're being honest, and it, it's there's so much wealth mobility, especially in this country, that it should be insanely easy to relocate to travel. And yet, we're at a record low for human mm-hmm. transport.
1: Well, because on the same time, like because there's so transportation is so much easier, you don't need to go as many places because things are being brought to you. So, you can go to any city and have like the same shit, right? It's like, oh, I have you can have the same diet in most cities in America,
2: but. We're talking, like, I'm talking, like, for job opportunities or, you know, life opportunities, you know.
1: I think the big thing probably, because I've talked to That's a fair people point, though. about this because uh, I, I I always think, well, like, you know, where we live, it's cool. But there's so many cooler places to live. Why do we live? I ask people who live here, why do you live here? Why are you still here? Close
2: proximity to Seattle.
1: Well, not, it's usually not that. It's usually it's because I have family here. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get my whole family to move. you know I'm not going to get my you know, my cousins and my you know uncles and my grandparents and you know all these different people that are related to you or you know your connections you build when you're growing up where you and when you're growing up, you can't move somewhere else, right? right just on a whim. so by the time you have all your connections, you don't want to just erase that to go somewhere else. I think that's the big reason that people don't do that more. That
2: that's fair, but to it's, it's at an all-time low now. That's what I'm saying. I think it's like, Oh, I think it's, a it of it it's right now
0: is, you know, like the idea of like a relationship that's okay enough where you, the worst type of relationship you can have is one where it's decent enough that you don't care if you leave or if you don't really care to stay. Yeah. Apathetic right?
2: relationship. Yeah. Where,
0: you know, it's like, there's anyone. no, there's nothing blatantly wrong that makes you want to go. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's also not that fulfilling. I think right. that might be a lot of people's like, Experiences where they live, we're like, eh, it's a pretty okay city. We got we got some good stuff. We mm-hmm. got some stuff I don't like, but it's okay. Like it's not it's not pushing you away. You know, right? You're not in a city that's like where it's you know, Seattle's sort going of to become more of this, but like where it's pushing people out. Yeah. Um, or it's like a kind of you know, since as people tend uh, trend towards middle means, mm-hmm. they tend towards mediocrity and accepting.
2: Where they're at. Right. Well, I'd say for myself personally, I don't think I'm really apathetic towards Paulsbo and Western Washington in general. I love it here. I really do. But at the same time, I know there's opportunities here and experiences here that just simply, or sorry, elsewhere that simply don't exist here. And yeah. it's not so much that they're better or worse, but they're just different. They're you know? different.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was talking about this um, on the podcast that I shot yesterday <laughs> with Nate, which for, for viewers is going to be a week ago because we're going to post these a week. Different, but um there there's the idea of like you've perceptually when you get to age 20 or like halfway through your life mm-hmm. because it feels as you that way get older you things feel faster right <clears throat> but then there's also the concept of like you know you fit if you fit more in to your life if you fit more new experiences in it'll feel longer mm-hmm. so you can have someone who's 30 that's lived longer lived more than someone who's 80 and it really does like to their own perception feel like it's longer. Right. I think that that's probably an exaggeration of the experience, but that's kind of the whole. Yeah. I mean idea. the first
0: week of the first week of a new job or a new mm. school or whatever feels like an eternity. Yeah. And then once you had a month, you realize, man, it's already been a month. That was weird. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really weird. I mean, I've been working at, you know, where I, where I work for three years now and when i started i was 16 i mean i'm 19 now which doesn't sound very old but my life has changed so much in that time right now i can vote legally my parents have no jurisdiction over me although i still live with them um and yet i've just the one constant has been that one job right yeah and it's just weird how fast time has passed how much has happened in that time frame that seems so short
1: and then and then that job probably seems like it's the fastest part of your day, right?
2: Yeah, it does. It really does.
1: Yeah, it's just like you speed right through it and then you get on with your the new things in your life. But well, uh yeah, so that is that is one thing. It's like even so there's so many things that you know, a lot of people will want to move to the Pacific Northwest because it's just like, you know, it's an amazing place with so many amazing opportunities, but as someone who's lived here, you might get more out of life just in the aspect of living perceptually living longer based on new experiences if you just leave and go somewhere else right just for the hell of it
0: mm-hmm. yeah. i mean one thing that i really like about here is that uh, i really i mean two things i really to look for like uh, environmentally in an area or old growth forests and cool inland waterways and like little like uh coves and bays mm-hmm. and that's something i find that's great here is that since there's like uh all these different little islands and different like coves and bays every one i go to is different right and they're all in close proximity, so I feel like I'm getting new experiences when I visit these places. And every new trail I take in the Olympics feels like a, feels new. So even though I'm still in the same area, it feels like there's all these different experiences.
2: Right. For what I, for the things that I find important. That's great. Yeah. I mean, everybody's going to be different on that topic. Mm-hmm. This kind of segues into what I wanted to talk about. I'm earlier. also not from here. I mean, you're you're right. You're not, but you've been here for nine years now, right? Yes, but so that's that's the plurality of your life mm-hmm. is nine years. So this is basically your this is your home, at least for now. I don't want. to put Oh, I in your think mouth, it is. Yeah,
0: but I also have an outside perspective from living somewhere of very different,
2: right? Because mm-hmm. you're wait you're you're born in Virginia and then grew up mostly in Hawaii, Hawaii. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was very different. Yeah. But my you know my dad did too. He moved here when he was twelve, I think. So this has been his home for a lot, way longer than you, of course. But mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, I've been around. But I mean, it's not about that. It's talking about you two have been here your whole life. So oh yeah, I've that's the been difference. Else, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I I traveled around. I spent one summer traveling around the United States, mm-hmm. and like everywhere I went, this might just be you know because this was a few years ago. You know, I maybe I didn't couldn't wrap my head around how amazing everything was, mm-hmm. or something. But I remember I kept thinking everywhere, like not even just because I wanted to go home. Because the trip was, you know, fun. It was new. Mm-hmm. It was fun. But it was like there's no place to me, like objectively, that I thought was better than the Pacific Northwest, right. in, just in the, U- the U.S. There were some places that were maybe a bit prettier, but just the climate and, you know, the, I guess because the, the, I like the people here just probably because I know them well enough,
0: right. you know. There's a lyric I like a lot, which is, now I'm used to the climate I think that if ever found a place to be peace, a peaceful and quiet, that place is on Old Puget Sound. It hits hard for me, man. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that thing that you were going to talk
1: about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: how much effort you want to put into something you know is temporary. Right. So, so like your job, right? My job, yes, but I know jobs will come and go. So that one's less specific. I'm just talking about how much effort I want to put into myself even right now. Because, no, and I shouldn't say myself maybe, but just like my overall life and living conditions, things like like that.
1: Your environment. My
2: environment, yeah. Knowing that in a a year, just almost less than a year now, I'm going to be moving away to go to college for two years. Mm. How much I want to work and strive to improve my life here, knowing that, that, you know, it's like 365 days.
1: Yeah, well, then there's like the whole thing of like, you know, how much effort should I put into this studio if i know i'm just going to leave in two years right and it's just going to go you know to the house which is probably going to be sold Mm. right like how much effort do i put into this but i i think that could boil down to like how much personal growth you can get out of what you put into your environment i mean
0: you might you're still creating value either it's here in the room or in yourself or even if it's for
2: somebody else
0: yeah yeah so you're still creating it's like i wonder if there's a better word than senioritis to me this is the same thing as senioritis where you know there's a deadline coming up and the work you think that the work you do doesn't matter any more and that might be more true with high school and senioritis Mm -hmm. where like the return is fleeting but you feel like well why am i even why do i even do this like i'm gonna like i don't know a, a good example would be like um why am I why am I like cutting the grass why am I taking care of the, like, you know, the lawn in my house if I'm just going to be moving in a week or something like that why right. do I brush my know. teeth
1: if they're just going to get dirty again yeah
0: mm-hmm. I don't know but that, that's not a good example I've <laughs> I was yeah but uh, yeah the idea that you know you're approaching the end of something mm-hmm. so you lose motivation to add on to the experience that will end then right
1: right and i but the thing is like i i feel like if you build up to me the biggest thing when i think about that kind of stuff is like if i don't put effort into the studio or if i don't put effort into my space my environment right now even if i'm leaving in a year even if i'm you know leaving in a few months if i don't put effort into my environment right now i'm not gonna i'm not gonna keep the habit Mm -hmm. of putting effort into my environment right i think just putting effort into the just the things around you the the relationships you have the community maybe you're leaving you're never going to see anyone that you know Mm -hmm. for you know really long time but you can still just build the habits you can still learn about you know upkeeping your your environment your relationships that sort of thing which is in turn
2: self-betterment which you can take with you forever sure there's a lot of personal growth that you can do i think there's an
0: infinite amount of examples for this topic Mm -hmm. and i think There's many correct answers or logical answers for all of them. Because, like, I mean, if you like live in a rental, right? And you can't do any work to the house, right? You're not bettering the places around you even if you want to. You can't be adding value to that because you're just not allowed to, right? And uh so it's it's okay if you're not caring about like improving that around you, but you could be, but maybe you could be improving yourself, right? And focus on improving aspects of yourself that's going with you after you leave where you're at now. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, cuz I guess that's the goal with everything, right? Just mm-hmm. to get something out of it. <laughs> right. Cuz I mean, after you leave, you know, after you leave to go off to college, you're still going to like what's the gonna be the difference between college, because you're only going to be there for two, two years, years. Right, right. So then, are you just well, gonna? That's the
2: same situation though. Is like, it's yeah, the you same can keep scenario, on playing that game place. forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, do, can, you can. do, you do. But there's some things where you know you have a deadline approaching, and there's mm-hmm. some things where you don't know. Right, your life could change at any minute. And that's another thing and I've like, realized too is that a lot of these
0: deadlines do move a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I remember feeling it two years ago. I'm like, man, D D is going to end. Like the group I've been playing with. And it's like, actually, no, it's not. Right, you're still going because everyone's still there.
2: And you have a regular schedule.
0: Too. And then it's like, never mind, it's happening again, another year extension. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm convinced Sam was leaving for college this year.
2: He was wanting to.
0: He's not. We got another year. We're like, <laughs> I every year around this, a couple months before this time, I start thinking, man, it's the end. Mm-hmm. It's coming. to It's it's ended now, and I got it. like, why do we even play if we know if we're just all we have to do is try to set up a good ending and then
2: it just gets extended again. Right. Um. Well, but I guess you can draw parallels between the two, those two types of deadlines, right? One where you don't know where it is mm-hmm. and one where you do. Uh, in my opinion, for the unexpected, the event you can't plan for, you should always be working to better yourself knowing that it could change at any minute. And I think you should probably apply the same logic to one where you, you do know. but it, it's harder. There's a mental block there, when you know that things are going to change and you won't be able to take everything with right. you, versus when you don't know. When yeah. you don't know and you're oblivious, then it's you have a different mindset. And I think you should probably try and apply the same mindset to both. Scenarios. Yeah, because,
1: I mean, I see that especially, I think it especially matters when you're younger. Because, you know, there's this whole concept of, okay, I'm young. The, thing, the habits that I develop now, if I'm just waiting for school to be over, if I'm just waiting to get out of here, if I'm not cleaning my room because I just don't care about it, you know i'm leaving yeah sure maybe it's not an amazing thing in your life but if you build up the habit of not caring about it it's gonna stick with you for the rest of your life right and you can see that with a lot of people i've i know people who have been in maybe not the maybe they haven't had the best home life or something and they don't put a lot of effort into because they can't change anything they just can't you know there are a lot of situations you just can't get out of shitty right you have a bad home life okay So they don't do anything about it, which, yeah, there's nothing that you could do about it, okay? For a while. Most of the time, or, you know, in these situations, there really isn't that much you could do about it. The best thing you could do is maybe change your outlook. Mm -hmm. But, anyway, so then these people get, they move on, they graduate, they get out of the house, and then they just get bored. Mm -hmm. Because all of a sudden, they're not, you know, they're, they're, we're expecting this change. It happened. And now they have to work for change. Right. And they're not used to working for change. hmm Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Because I think you do that in a lot of situations. I've, you know, I'm very fortunate in most aspects of my life. Um, and because I, I I am always very happy. I have a high, I don't know what that's called. But like just your level of dopamine and serotonin. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the one that you normally go back to. I, I always forget the term for that. A high I base mean, level.
2: Yeah,
0: baseline or baseline.
2: baseline. Yeah. Anyway, I've... A resting position. Yeah.
1: I do <laughs> So I've, I've, I'm usually pretty happy and upbeat, not, that sort of thing. And um, I was, I've always thought like, okay, I think that's just because I'm born, you know, into a really fortunate position mm. with a really good family and all that. And then I, and I've been thinking that for a while. And then I look at my brother, though, who's in the same situation.
2: It has a for different the outlook. Most
1: part. Has a different outlook. And he seems a lot less... Enthusiastic about things, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, yeah, maybe it is, because even like the excuses that he, because I've mentioned this to him before, and the stuff that he says is like, oh, you know, I have these. Uh, he has a few medical issues, which I'm not gonna undersell. They're not, you know, I wouldn't. They're
3: i are
2: would not be irrelevant. With
1: that, right? Mm-hmm. They're, yeah, they're not irrelevant. But I think, you know, I I assume, I've always assumed that. Oh, the reason that I'm so happy is because I'm so fortunate in. Just the you know my surroundings mm-hmm. and what I was born into, um, but then I was thinking if I had those medical problems, if I had the same issues, if I was in the same situation, would I be as upset as them? Would my outlook change towards life?
2: Right. It's it's impossible to tell because just, even changing one t- very tiny aspect of your life one tiny influence on your personality will change you dramatically. And you
1: can't, you, a lot of times you can't tell how.
2: You, can't, you don't know how unless Never. it happens, right? You ever think about what it would be like if you're a different skin color? Just something as simple as that nowadays, right? Yeah. Y- your life would be entirely different. Just yeah. that tiny little change. You could be exactly the same, exact born to the exact same situation and just be a different race. Yeah. Your life, you, you as an individual would be entirely different and the way you'd see things would be different i i we you don't we don't know (laughs) but in my personal opinion you would not be the same person
1: right because there's that butterfly effect Mm -hmm. right but then there's also the fact that like i've see you know if you're okay if i'm born and i'm black right i still have all the same still laid out for me are still going to be the same opportunities the same hurdles and all that so maybe at the beginning of my life maybe there's some kind of differences but even though those influences maybe hit me different ways i'm still going to be i'm still going to be like reaching the same opportunities the same markers in my life
2: right but think about it this way i don't mean to argue with you too much because i think we're on the same page but think about <laughs> we're, on, we're think like about different sides, of the, different same sides page. of the same page yeah think about every experience of your life being different every single one because yeah, your yeah, skin yeah. color is different and that's going to compound on itself until eventually in my 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 best guess would be you would not be the same person. If from the moment you're born, every single experience of your life was slightly different because of one minor altercation, you would not be the same right. person There's by a- the time you reach. I think at the beginning you would be. By the end, you would be a completely different person.
1: Right. Well, I would think about that like uh, maybe in the form of some, you still, have ba- you still have the same boundaries of what your life could be like in that right. situation. Um, so you might have the same bones of your person
2: bones person right? bones so it really is just your <laughs>
1: skin color and like personality wise it's the same thing mm-hmm. you still have the same bones of your person. you still have the
2: same the same foundation yeah but
1: you have different you have a different
2: you have a different realization of it a different actualization of your yeah. personality yeah. yeah
1: yeah but if it was just my skin color that was different would my base level of serotonin dopamine would that be different you can't say Right. But
2: there's a there's a good chance. It would be different, is what I'd say. Yeah. But you don't know. Yeah, exactly. No, but you will never know.
0: There's so, a there's just, two words that I've been thinking about uh that are very topical to this. There's sunder and unism.
1: Are those are those uh um, They are in yeah, they're in the obscure. dictionary of obscure solid yeah, yeah.
0: Soros. Uh, sunder is how I found out about it. I knew about sunder before this, before finding out about this, but that's how I found the website. So uh unism is probably more topical for this, but they're both very, to pretty, some like pretty topical to it, which is the, uh, the, the feeling that of disappointment that you can only inhabit one place ever at the same time. Mm-hmm. And like, it's described as like, you're at an airport looking at the flight schedule and you think about all the possibilities that your life could be if you're on a different flight, right. but you know, you could only be, experiencing one of them at that time mm-hmm.
1: yeah um and this kind of also that also kind of goes back to the whole like you know as you get older things go faster mm-hmm. because at this you know, i'm 16 right i feel like i i feel like there's so much left to do mm-hmm. but say i live to like 80 you know yeah, as a healthy person, that's a
2: human I'm, average I'm, pretty much I'm, well I think it's a little bit lower
1: yeah a little bit lower than yeah but about 80 so if say i live to 80 right I don't think that I have 64, I th- I think I need more than 64 years. Mm-hmm. I think 64 years is just... I good think it depends on who you are. I, I
0: think it just depends on who you are. Yeah. Some people have plenty that they have too much time for what they want to do. But um, I think it's a good sign that you have too much stuff you want to do. Well, yeah,
2: here's something I've noticed, because uh, I interact with a lot of customers at work, a lot, and the majority of them are well older than I am, you know. And it's weird to see how I compare myself to them I compare myself as having accomplished less than them because objectively I have yeah but realistically they've had thirty forty years to accomplish what I have had in 20 years you know yeah. or even way more than that so it's it's a weird comparison to see how much people have accomplished it's 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 difficult to do objectively when, yeah, when you compare possibly. other people's achievements yeah. not recognizing that they've had you know twice a or different three times yeah. amount of time to accomplish what they've done
1: and then there are the people that are maybe you know the same age as those people and you can compare those those people right so but that's the things like you have there's someone who's a master at something mm. and they've you know but they're 20 years old you know they've studied they've kind of studied their whole life they're a master at martial arts mm. you know so and perhaps nothing like else definitely nothing else <laughs> is the thing is because you, you know in order to be a master or something you have to debt you know 10,000 hours right that's, uh, that's yeah. 10,000 hours that you're not uh yeah it could be 10,000 hours that you're not playing video games watching tv you know movies reading or something like that it could also be 10,000 hours that you're not interacting with family and friends 10,000 hours that you're not learning things in school 10,000 hours that you're not doing you know like homework to get yourself into a better situation right something like that so yeah it, i think everything that you do in life it, it, like definitely depends on just where you put your time mm-hmm. right
0: i think a case against mastery now that i want to go back to another point on this yeah a case against mastery is that that's 11 work years ten thousand yeah, hours is 11 time. work years and if you're not doing that it's profession uh so if you, th- if you get hours of sleep you have eight hours of profession normally eight hours of not and eight hours of sleep. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's 11 hours of your waking time. That's not work or not 11 hours, 11 years mm-hmm. worth. And, uh, that takes away from a lot of other responsibilities yeah. that you probably still yeah. need to take up. I mm-hmm.
1: don't think you can have mastery without turning into a profession. Really. Yeah. It's
2: very hard. Well, that's, that's, that's 11 years of that. You know, that's 11 years of, um, uh, you know, that's dedicating a large chunk of your day mm-hmm. to mastering something. You, you can also take the approach of learning something slower. Over, if you're dedicated, like in, years, yeah. almost it takes a lot of discipline to learn something at a slower pace, but balance it with other aspects of your life. Eventually, you'll achieve mastery at a, at a later date, Yeah, but I think you'll achieve more. I think we're on mm-hmm. the same page yeah. with us, But
0: Oh, so the, the, other, the other word that I think is very topical is, it's especially on the you just don't know, all the things of what their life has been compri- comprised of mm-hmm. is sunder, which is the existential, like not even dread, but just like overwhelmment of feelings when you finally realize that everyone else around you is just as unique as you are and have <laughs> as much has have this infinite amount of events in your life that you can never possibly understand. And if you did, even if you learned all of them, you wouldn't be able to uh, comprehend them all in the same way that they have, and that every person has that about them. Right. And that's what's really like beautiful about well-written, well-written characters is you can get a little bit of that from them mm-hmm. and learn about other people through that, possibly. But it's just impossible to know everyone else's actual life yeah um experiences it's, it's and, good to
2: know enough to empathize with them but you'll never know all of them yeah and mm-hmm.
0: it's just if you know all the stories you just don't know how it all goes together in their head and you'll never be able to no but i think there's also something beautiful about that i was gonna say i have a
2: pretty i have a pretty romantic view towards that yeah you know? i think
0: it's i think yeah it's pretty beautiful
2: um but it's just that's just your out It's just my outlook on it i have a, I have a pretty romantic view towards humanity in general because you have to understand like we strive towards a golden standard, I think a lot of us do, of what we view, what we deem to be a good person, or a successful person, or a productive person, Yeah. and yet it's all standards that we've created on our own, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing that we, on this earth, that we have to live up to a, a, other than ourselves. Yeah. And it's 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 weird, so yeah. I have a pretty...
1: Especially, you have so many people that have different expectations of right. you, and then you have so many different expectations of yourself. Cause like it's, it's excitable really to navigate that sometimes.
0: Cause okay? then you have all these excitable um, expectations and really what they are just people saying, well, other people think right. this is the right way to do. So I'm agreeing
2: with them. <laughs> yeah. and it's a, Truthfully, I think unless you're, unless you're affecting somebody else negatively, the only person whose expectations matter are your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the non-aggression, non-aggression right? principle. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so if you're not, if in my opinion, you you can do nothing productive at all if you're not bothering me. But if you're bogging yeah. down... Yeah, right. That's where it becomes a problem. Yeah. Because then you're impeding other people's success at yeah. happiness. Or chances of success.
1: And the way I... Like, kind of, for my own self, the way I uh, judge my own worth, the way I judge my own... You know, the, like, if I if I think I'm a successful person, is if I make my immediate community mm-hmm. happier than they would be, right? If I have a positive impact, more so than a negative impact, right? Right. So, I... I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to be someone who doesn't make someone's life better, right? Mm. I want to make my immediate community's life better, and then also provide as much happiness for myself as I can, like right. with that standard.
2: Yeah, you don't even have to do something consciously to improve the people's lives around you. You just, if you, if you better yourself, you can inadvertently improve somebody else's life too. Right. But just, just being there. But just being there mm-hmm. and being able to. Because be I mean, a I think
0: the number one thing people are looking. The point of human existence, I think, is to make meaningful relationships with other people. Right. There's, I don't think, that's probably one of the only things I can objectively make a case for that makes
2: humans it, are the most social animal in the world, mm-hmm. and we don't realize that. We yeah, look at other creatures. I think we achieve. I think we can achieve a lot as if we look at human existence as objectively as we look at another species' existence. Right. Mm-hmm. We look at say orcas orcas are we're learning is a very intelligent creature. The way we look at their existence is way different than how we look at our own. And yet in the scheme of this earth, not that different. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. It's just like, I think this, the thing I've been thinking about the most lately is that really what's meaningful in life is your interactions with other people and the relationships you form. And I realized that, um, I'm scared of making of befriending people yeah but it's not it's that hard. i'm scared of reaching out to people i'm scared when people reach out to me mm-hmm. and i think it's one of my biggest flaws and i kind of just recently realized this i'm trying to fix it in my life where i, I see someone reach out to me and i immediately just think how's this person trying to one-up me how mm-hmm. are they trying to get the bear to me and um I, it's just oh, i don't know this thing i just Really need to work on, and I think I've. I think it's really important that I realize this. And and from the perspective, I don't want to reach out to people. Um. It kind of like it's for me. It's not as much of just like reaching out to a random person, like that's actually easy. I think Mm -hmm. reaching out to a random person is easy because there's no consequences for the most part.
2: And Uh, what happens? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, what happens?
0: Interaction, right? Like if there's someone that I'll never, I know I'll never meet again, or I think I'll never meet again. I don't care if I act Why weird not in front Why not say of something them. stupid? I can say something stupid. It doesn't really matter.
2: Also, you have no preconception mm. about... Well, you do, but you have no personal preconception about how they're going to react.
0: But, like, I think this is a big... My, my big issue this past year is that at school, I was really afraid to talk to people. Because mm. it's a small class. There's only 10 people. And I was afraid that... Uh, I was going to make a bad impression and I'm just going to look weird for the rest of the year. Right. But I think being afraid and not trying to interact really has in the same way done this did the same thing for months months Mm -hmm. and months and I'm past that now and I'm friends with everyone in the group but it's this uh, idea that I'm scared to get close to them because I'm just going to screw it up if I try to get close to them but then it's paradoxical and you know I'll screw it up either way
1: I have a similar kind of fear because in the past I've i've had i have a lot of experience with like my close friends that have, are going through like emotional problems mm-hmm. like big emotional problems and i don't have experience with similar things and so i don't know how to support them and so i kind of like the way i would try to support them is okay i'm looking okay so here's your problem you have you know you this is this is your problem right i'm gonna look at it objectively mm-hmm. and i'm gonna say okay here's how you solve this problem Right, but the thing is that I didn't realize is that most of the time those problems aren't a problem with their actual situation; it's a problem with just their emotional response to the situation, mm-hmm. which is most problems, right? It's. I yeah,
0: I I know exactly how you feel about this. Yeah, and so Not how you feel about, it, but I know exact uh, cases that are this problem right
1: yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, so I had this problem where I realized. I I mean I've been you know i realized this for over the course of like three years that i was making the people's lives around me worse Mm -hmm. because of my my advice my like you know i'm trying to help this person but i just don't know what's going on in their head and i don't know how to deal with that um and so yeah i guess i would have i have that similar problem and i think the but i haven't i think i've gotten better i'm not great yet um I don't know if I'll ever be great at it. But the biggest thing, I think, is like if you can't be there for someone, like emotionally, you can just listen. Mm -hmm. Like I think that the what if nothing else, you can just listen. And that's going to be so much more useful to building up your own relations with them. Because they're going to like you so much more if you just listen as opposed to trying to solve their problems and, and try to help them. Right. And I think a lot of time people... The worst thing to hear is anything.
0: They don't want to hear advice. Yeah, they don't you, want to hear when,
2: anything. Usually when they're approaching you with their um, with their with their problems, they're, they're not. They're just trying they're,
0: to sell the idea they already have in their head.
2: Yeah, they're not actually looking for solutions. They're they just want to Yeah. Exactly.
1: And that goes back to the whole thing about um, you know, animals or humans being the most social animals, right? Mm-hmm. By far. Mm-hmm. Because I mean that's how we've come so far, like with our intellect right the most intelligent creatures are social creatures for a lot of reasons but it's a lot easier i mean the, i think the biggest one is it's a lot easier to think when you have to think logically enough to convey your idea to someone else yeah like if i have a thought in my head and then and then you know it it's going to do its own thing but it's never going to develop until i tell someone else and i have to go okay this is the idea i have to be able to convey this idea to someone else through language
2: yeah, there's so many times where I have a well-thought-out idea in my head that makes a lot of sense. And then when I try and explain it to somebody somebody else, it falls apart. And I realize that what I had been proclaiming to be the truth to myself for a long time is just not real at all. It's just something yeah. that you think
0: is something, but it's actually... You think there's something there, but it's actually not there. It's not fully there. It right. might be something there. And I, it's this idea that like you only can like actually understand a concept when you have to try to tell it to someone else. Mm-hmm. because then they know and then there's questions about it right it's not just you asking questions to yourself because that's a lot easier to try to answer those questions if you're answering it internally mm-hmm. whereas you're trying to convey an idea to someone else and them being there and adding criticism to your idea or just response or feedback to your idea is proof that it is a thing now mm-hmm. before it was a concept and now it's yeah, a it's instant validation it's, yeah, it's confirmation it that it's a thing in the world now. Right.
1: Yeah, and then also just, yeah, having to formulate your thoughts in order to communicate them is another big part of it. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like... Um, if you see, like, one little eyebrow raise that, some, you know, if you're talking to someone, then you're like, okay, I need to reform. You know, like the point is to avoid that, and so you, ha- you put a lot of effort into mm-hmm. avoiding that, which, yeah, helps your thought development a lot. I think right.
0: people have situations in their life or tend to get situations in their life where they feel like they can't handle it themselves mm-hmm. and they have to have someone else help them think it out where really they just need themselves to verbalize yeah. the yeah. issue yeah. and once they verbalize it they can figure out the things that they were missing as they try to explain <laughs> yeah. it to another yeah, yeah yeah
1: i i completely mm-hmm. feel that because when i give people advice after they you know pour their heart out to me i give them advice and then they're they're like okay okay got it and then they don't do it and i'm like why didn't you do that but yeah that's exactly it is that they just they don't actually need me they
0: just need someone to. they think that oh i think it is this idea that you can't you have to you have to verbalize your ideas to really think them through more even more to a higher extent and just having someone there and you know attempting to make it manageable for them to understand Mm -hmm. is Sometimes just the, just the extra amount you needed to figure out that idea that mm-hmm. you had. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, uh, yeah. Some people it was just like, uh, the idea that, uh, they don't want like, uh, okay. You're saying earlier that you'll give advice to people. Right. It turns out worse. Yeah. And I think I, I definitely had this in a relationship once where my girlfriend was talk about how she's always stressed. Right. And I have stress from this and stress from that. And, and then you're like, okay, so okay, well, the, the then stress w-
1: from this, you can solve this by... Right?
0: Yeah, you can do this by just getting rid of that, right? Yeah. But I don't think it was... She wasn't actually asking for how to get rid of stress. She was asking for someone to listen to me talk about my stress. She yeah. wants somebody else to understand. Especially yeah. since
1: that goes back to the whole thing that, that we were talking about earlier where, you know, a lot of times people have, people have a specific outlook. And it really, a lot of the time, doesn't matter what the situation is. Um, Mm. Well, because that's like I don't know anything about Buddhism, but the whole, I guess, the whole like one of the big concepts is you change your outlook, not your environment, Mm. right? So I think that's kind of the whole thing. Like you don't actually have problems, or you know, you don't the, the problems aren't problems that you need to really solve out in your environment. They're problems that you need to solve in your headspace, right? Which is, yeah, it's exactly that.
2: At the same time, there are objective problems, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. you shouldn't ignore all problems. No, no,
1: no, I just like to, sometimes I like to sit down while the world collapses around me. While my grades fall, my parents are yelling at me because I'm not coming out of my room. And I just think, I just got to change my outlook, you know. This is a good.
2: <laughs> this is fine. It's good, yeah. It's like that, that <laughs> the comic of the dog and the room's on fire. He says, this is fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fun.
2: This is fine. But, uh, what a What a good spot for a meme. um
0: oh gosh i'm i'm so sad i I forgot what i was gonna say okay so people not actually wanting advice they just want to say oh i remember what it is i think what it is it's like see okay you just verbalized and that helped you through your (laughs) it's like someone is telling you about the stress in their life Mm -hmm. i think what it really is for some people at least it's not them asking for help it's them saying hey this is my existence Am I is is this really what my existence is? Mm. T- listen to me, this is what my life is, and it's driving me crazy. And I need someone else to confirm that is, is this, this, this is what life. This is, this is what I'm valid. doing. Yeah. This is what's it's happening way, in my life. Yeah. Um, and am I go like uh, the like? Can you confirm to me that this is as crazy as it seems? Because without someone listening and confirm, without someone confirming, I really can't make that judgment. Right, I can think I'm making that judgment, but you know the, am i just playing a mind trick on myself you have to have the outside source come out and say
3: yeah
2: and i I'd, I'd say almost if not all of those cases are subconscious you don't even realize what you want mm-hmm. when you're talking to somebody but your your mind knows yeah. what it wants and which is
1: why i think i think because of that whole concept of like yeah we don't really you know people often don't you know you don't you don't really realize why you're talking to someone why you need to talk to someone why you need to do the thing that's why i think it's really like That's why I think it's hard for me at least to like, at this point, it's hard for me to get mad at people for just about anything that they do Mm -hmm. because of that reason. Like there's usually some reason that they actually need to express themselves in that way or something. I have. Which kind of, and so for me, I just kind of like to step, take a step back sometimes and just like look at it and try to like, try to change my outlook, right? Make the situation of this kid. He's being completely obnoxious and annoying, and he's really making the rest of our days worse, right? I have to deal with him for the rest of this year or something like that. But I can take a step back and I can go, you know what? I could probably appreciate this moment because there is humor in this person making a fool of themselves, whatever. Not necessarily making fun of them, but you can just appreciate that there's there's something interesting about that.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And that's I think kind of on a similar note is I'm having harder I'm having a harder, harder time to give about of being mad at people when they don't do something that's self maybe if they're doing something that's selfish, I can still get mad at them. Mm-hmm. If it's selfish and they know it is. They're consciously doing something selfish. But I I'm starting to like realize more and more like, well, they're doing something I disagree like, say like that person's doing something I disagree with, but there's something in their life and their worldview that's I shouldn't say flawed because then it's doing the whole. That's very self-centered saying,
1: right? And then that goes back to the whole, you know, being mad at them
3: thing. Yeah, right? if you're saying it's yeah.
0: flawed, but just that there's something in their life that's bringing that's uh, that's bringing adversity to them or contention to them, and because of that, they're acting this way, right? Like you can't be mad at a at a uh, a unbehaved child just because their par- like. To say maybe their parents abused them or something, right? Right. It's not their fault to. You can't be mad at them. You can no. be disappointed yeah. at a in Ugh. the future if they are giving the choice and the the support to go, grow past that, and they choose not to.
2: Right.
1: But even then, there's like a little bit of like, okay, well, you know, they were raised with this. Environment, so of course so they're, they're not gonna not be able to grow past yeah. that. So then there's this whole there's that that evolves into this kind of meta view of like people and things and like, okay, I'm not mad at people anymore because everyone has their own problems, but we have a problem with this person who's actually causing a serious problem and being detrimental to other people's lives. So what do we do with
0: that person if we're not actually mad at them? But I think there's a difference between being mad and, and having to, having to like change something or realizing there's a problem that person needs to face. And, well, I think what it is, is you can go about it saying like this person has a problem that they need to face and we need to help them fix that, but not, we have to be mad at him. Yeah. If that
2: makes sense. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, there's a, there's a point for contention there because it's like, what is a, is an acceptable amount of of being self unaware, right? Mm-hmm. Where people don't know what problems are causing. Yeah. Where Where do you draw the line? You know? Of where, where they should know. Well, it's, you, can, you don't know for their personal case, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like if somebody's, you know, just just being rude without realizing it, you know, I think I'm repeating a lot of what you guys said. but
1: Yeah, I mean, that's fine though. That's how podcasts work. But I think
0: you <laughs> can deal with that situation without being that's how thoughts mad at them.
1: Or, I would agree or with or that. Or angry
2: with them. Right. That's a, that's a natural human reaction.
0: You can be frustrated. You can be like, mo- like discomforted because of it, but not like... I am just going to yell at right. them because of what they're doing.
2: There's, I think there's a difference between conscious. I, I try and use the word frustrated rather than angry, like you're saying, because I think anger is, is, m- is directed like, towards something. Right. I'd say it's a conscious decision to be angry about something a lot of times. Right. If you can,
1: frustration is just not making frust- progress. Frustration in is,
2: it, right? in my opinion, frustration. I don't know the actual definition. I think it can be but,
0: kind of like a rational thing. Like, okay, well. With frustration, it's like, well, you know, there's this, but there's also this factor, and because of that, I wish this would happen. Mm-hmm. Whereas anger is just, I'm just not happy this is happening.
2: Right. There's there's a term in the Bible, righteous anger. Right. There is reason to be angry when there's a legitimate unjust, mm-hmm. and there's a diff- But the, the it distinguishes that between righteous anger and just anger in general. But I would use the terms anger as being a conscious decision to be angry about something that's unjust and frustration as being more of a uh, an unconscious reaction to something that is wrong in your mind. Mm-hmm. But you don't, it's not a conscious decision. You know what I mean? Like there's things that you can consciously say this is wrong and I'm upset. I would say that's anger. And frust- I don't know. I'm, I'm defining words that probably already have definitions, but that's my opinion.
1: Yeah, well, so. I mean, it it does kind of have to do with the connotation of the word, right? Right. Because yeah, you can have dictionary definitions. You can have dictionary pronunciations. Well, but what's, it's going to change. Here's right? a simple <laughs> one. Just conscious
2: anger and unconscious anger. Right. I would just distinguish between, between those two. Yeah, I guess so. Because I think everybody has the right to be angry when they don't fully comprehend why they're being angry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if you recognize that you're being angry and don't make a conscious decision to fix it. Then I think you're, you're being unjust.
0: I definitely, I think there's a lot of merit to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you can step back and say, okay, why am I angry about this? Then you probably can figure out a reason not to be angry about it. Right. Or to step down from that anger. But if you're just wrathfully, you know, uh, I don't know, like, uh, expressing your emotions onto someone. Mm Hmm then that's subconscious.
2: Right. But, yeah, if you don't, I'd say if you don't recognize why you're doing it.
0: If you can step back and come back again Mm -hmm. and still be angry, you should be questioning why. Then
2: there's a problem.
0: Then you might just be frustrated, I think, with how the events are. Or you could just be frustrated.
2: Right, but then I I think you have a responsibility to try and at least, yeah, I see see what you're saying. Never mind. I see what you're saying.
1: (laughs) You guys want to take a quick intermission
2: let's do it yeah How I wish, how I wish you were here. We're just two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl, year after year. I want to do vocal training this summer, but I haven't had time with school and work. I think kind of a shame.
0: I do
1: too. Yo, time is an abstract concept. I think. You can no, that's not it how more it of it there. it's not how it works. It's not how it works.
2: Dude, just relative. change your we'll just time zone man you <laughs> change your time zone you have more time <laughs> right 5 p.m on the east coast is like 3 p.m here that's yeah we just that like works,
1: kind of drive drive east
2: drive east while i do it yeah. yeah that actually shortens my time i gotta drive west Oh, okay so out.
0: just when you Hawaii. have free time right at like night like i don't want to say eight o'clock at night you just call up a guy that's like in china <laughs> it's like two two in the afternoon for him and he's like ni hao and you're like Hey, I'm here for my vocal lesson, and he says something back in Chinese, and then you, you train.
3: I like
2: that. <laughs> Where did you go on your break here, on our intermission? Where did you go mentally? <laughs> I just want,
0: I had to lay in the grass for a little bit. It was good. Because
2: that's somewhere else than what we're at right now. Dude, but I, I like know. it. I appreciate it a lot. I'm back home, Alex. I don't want to make you. it sound like I'm ungrateful, because I really like what you're saying right now.
0: Dude, I don't even know. Like, I, I have such a hard time figuring out what's the realities around me. And what's my true self? And None of it. Oh, man, I don't even know. But life is good. Sometimes <laughs> it's great. Yeah, okay. Like like here, I'm here, right? And I feel like I don't want this to ever end. But I also feel like time isn't passing in a normal way at the same time. So in a way, it's not. Right. I know it will at some point. It's weird, man. It's weird how interactions with people work. Mm-hmm. I do feel like interactions with people feel a lot
1: longer than when you by yourself yeah i feel like yeah you live yeah yeah you live a lot longer
0: than mm-hmm.
3: in that
1: amount of
0: time i spent a a week working on a scout camp last summer that i worked at the year before for the whole summer and uh i only could work a week because of other scheduling stuff it makes me real sad but uh man it felt like a long it was a long week mm-hmm. and i mean week i mean i was there you know seven full days like an Sunday actual through, week Sunday through Sunday Sunday through Sunday got there at 11 left at 11 mm-hmm. and uh actually it was more like a week, plus, it, a <laughs> a week BNG, plus a brunch the week BNG uh, BNG that week was very disappointing uh, BNG BNG is more like biscuits and gravy flavored water <laughs> it was my words cannot describe my disappointment in last week's BNG <laughs> my
2: disappointment is immeasurable my day is ruined
0: yeah, exactly. Possibly
2: the greatest meme that's ever existed is Review Brah.
0: But on B and G Day, mm. I was sitting with this group, this troop from California, and uh I don't know, there's like this like uh so we're at a scout camp, right? And there's kinda like a general vibe when a California troop's there. We get a lot of troops from around around the country and around the world, and uh it's usually pretty chill. This group hmm. they it was really they were trying to be Californians. <laughs> It was really interesting. Like, so we'd sit, I sat with them from nearly all the meals the whole weekend. The whole time they'd be asking questions like, you you down to bird after this man, <laughs> the word on that, on the half pipes, so you're out there laying pipe. You hear me, homie. And like, they was talking like that the whole time. And it was, it was hilarious. Like they're like talking or telling. like, like random people would come up and they would start talking to them like that. And we like, we understand what they're doing. They're just joking around trying to act like they're from California. But it was hilarious watching them interact with people that didn't understand what was happening. Like getting people caught off guard like um, like being asked if you want to go burn some grass down on the beach. But them not expecting it. And that was honestly more funny than them just screwing around just talking like that.
2: And The best thing I got out of that whole thing was... The word on the half pipe is that you're, you're out there laying, laying pipe. pipe. <laughs> That's so stupid, but it's yeah. so good. Uh, That's so good. I love it.
0: Um, I, I, there's another great one, which is like, Hey, yo, Franny, I heard that you're out back there slapping the chicken between meals. And it's like, nah, man, he's out there pulling that pork. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like pork kitchen staff.
2: <laughs> this is not how anybody talks. <laughs> just know, so you know. <laughs> but
0: It was amazing. But Is this California pigeon?
2: is this, Cal- uh, yeah, For- is this California? Dude,
0: pigeon is interesting, man. Pigeon's, Pigeon's is- amazing. But it was... It was definitely... There was some English there. There was also some times where I didn't understand any of it. (laughs) There was some surfers talk. There was some snowboarding slow... uh, Jargon. Jargon. Um,
1: Anything where you're on a board, it's all the same.
0: Yeah. um, It was pretty great. Um, Yeah, but... uh, I don't know. One of the things, though, about... it, It was really funny listening to them, but... It's kind of this dichotomy of, like... I shouldn't be laughing at what they're saying now, mm-hmm. but I really, really want to. But professionally, I should be trying to like not let this happen because there's like 12-year-olds sitting <laughs> literally at the same table as them. How else are them. they going to learn? But then at the same time, it's like, yeah, like well, like okay, let's be honest here. How else are they going to learn? And this is the point. Really... I feel like the point of scouts is to socialize the 12 kids. year olds. So they're, they're in middle school, they're younger teenagers learn. with older teenagers and learn some skills on the way. Yeah. Um, but it was, ai uh, I don't know. I had some deeper thoughts on that, but I don't even care right now. <laughs> Mainly on just like on me trying to be professional versus me enjoying the moment of them screwing around. Right. Um, Well, I don't know, as long
1: as you defend it later, right? Like, oh, but they're just learning about
0: culture and
1: fucking hippies and stuff. Like, they can you can learn about that. That's learning.
0: They also, uh, I don't know, they did a lot of stuff that wasn't funny, though. Like, uh, well, it is funny, but it's on that whole, that line of, okay, when do you stop them, Mm -hmm. right? It's funny, but when do you stop them? (laughs) So, there's a CIT, right? So, CITs are counselors in training. It's a counselor, like, internship for a week, pretty much. You go, you carry some stuff around, you get free meals. But if you're really good, then you'll probably, you know, get a position next year on staff. And it's really good if you're, like, not old enough to staff, but you're interested in it. So there's this one CIT, right? And he has, like, he wears this, like, like a Aussie, leather Aussie hat, you know, like Outback hat. But instead of wearing it with one side up like you would in the Outback, he wore it both sides down like a cowboy hat. <laughs> and would wear it down in that an angle, like, total anime style. And would, like, walk around the whole time. Like, he had, like, a, a cloak around him and his hat, like down at an angle it would just look super serious and uh, they stole his hat (laughs) also his nickname is young wolf young wolf that's
1: beautiful uh, man that count sounds amazing
0: this is young wolf young wolf man young wolf tore his arm tore a muscle in his arm by doing 50 clapping (laughs) (laughs) push-ups this
2: is childhood you have to realize that
0: this is the most powerful 14 year old i've ever met
2: (laughs) (laughs) young wolf Young Wolf, Suiting name.
0: He, uh, I guess the story is he has a girlfriend, which his brother, who is also who is on staff, said he does not have a girlfriend. <laughs> he told this other kid that he, he calls his girlfriend Sweet Sparrow, and she calls him Young Wolf. <laughs> so then, like they started making fun, right? Like all the other like CIT started making fun of him calling him Young Wolf, and then he got really offended by it, and then like. It started like progressing out and then like the scouts were learning about it and we're at like lineup and there's like groups of like a hundred scouts, like chanting young wolf. Young
2: wolf. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to seduce a woman, you feed her poetry and call her sweet, sweet sparrow. sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that's so good. Yeah. Uh, your
0: your lips are like wine and you're also a sweet sparrow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Perfect. Just as, just as Shakespeare said.
3: Just as he said.
0: Yeah. <laughs> also i can do 50 clapping push-ups for
2: you <laughs> destroyed That's arm the,
0: yeah what uh, are your
1: guys favorite ways to woo women
0: 50 Probably clapping that. push-ups done based 1%, on the adrenaline you're having at the time <laughs> that also says i quote how'd you do 50 clapping push-ups the adrenaline was insane at the time the
2: adrenaline was insane i don't think he knows where's that adrenaline from goes. i can't tell you yeah i was gonna say i don't think he knows how adrenaline works but yeah i like
0: that. uh what was that your favorite
2: your favorite seduction woo technique woman?
0: Yeah, yeah yeah. uh I got one that's yeah. kind of funny let's hear it so I've realized that bitches love harbor seals <laughs> every single time I go sailing with a girl and they're like not really talk like sometimes like maybe not really talkative and then a harbor seal pops up and that homie gets her talking every time hmm. like
1: <laughs> always comes through in clutch
0: it always comes through he always comes through in clutch whether it be Sam or Jeffrey or any of the other <laughs> ballers out there in the local area yeah <laughs> But, uh,
2: Let me just follow this by saying everybody loves harbor seals. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, but especially in this case.
0: Yeah, but uh, every time like harbor seal comes up, girl, oh my, look at this, look at the sea dog, the sea <laughs> doggo, and I'm like, hey, I got fifty thousand great stories involving sailing and sea doggos. Let listen to me, listen, listen to me to to rant me. for the next three hours. I like She's that. Like, oh, she just melts right in front of you. Exactly. every time. <laughs> Like there was these two girls in my sailing class last week, and they're pretty. At first, they ended up being pretty cool, but at first, they were kind of like they didn't really talk much. They just kind of talked to themselves, and then a seal appeared, mm-hmm. and for the rest of the week, they're just talkative. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it was the turning point. It's a switch, yeah. It was yeah, the yeah. turning point. You, after that, you
2: need some catalyst with any person. Exactly. Yeah.
0: It's not that they were girls. It's just that but girls respond a, really well to harbor seals. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, but it was super funny because for the rest of the week, they were really just in general, like not even just like during class but just in general Mm -hmm. much more responsive to people outside or me and the other people in the class and it was I think it's hilarious I love it so much
1: yeah it's that it's it's that switch of perspective right to switch the outlook it's like oh it's not just that we're here in this stupid boring class it's like we're here in this stupid boring class and there's fucking these beautiful amazing creatures all (laughs) around us that
0: stare into your soul
1: (laughs) they know they know you inside and out with eyes that you think wouldn't be able to do it but they can do it anyways
2: Um, hidden gods. That's what's interesting about. It. That's why humans eyes have so much white visible, right? Have you guys mm-hmm. heard that? So yeah. you can tell where they're looking. looking. Yeah. That's why most other animals don't. But seals don't. Seals but don't. Well, even dogs don't really. In a little bit. A though. little bit, but not that much. But like a seal. None. None. But you know they're staring
0: at you, mm-hmm. and that's what's really <laughs> weird, is that even with uh their eyes being totally blacked out, you can feel them piercing your soul, right? Oh, and you love it though. Yeah
1: yeah um do you guys so does that kind of tie back into like uh humans being super social like you know, hey i haven't
0: heard you guys as the answers to this question that's Ooh. what i care about what's the question the how do you woo women
1: oh are your favorite, favorite ways
2: favorite technique other than sweet sparrow sweet sparrow mine is to be so outlandish and weird that it just sparks something you know what i mean say something <laughs> really stupid but that's memorable you know mm. what I mean? It doesn't have to make sense or be smart or attractive, but just the attention grabber. So
0: is your technique like haha random? Usually. So it's like aha random, right? And then she's so confused at how random it is. Gotta swoop in and she randomly just attaches herself to you because Not, she doesn't understand how to feel because yeah, it was okay. so <laughs> random and has no idea what's happening in the world. But
2: I, I wouldn't say attaches, yeah, but you know, you catch a, them off guard. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's an attention grabber. Like walking around German class wearing your say, your your, your life preserver from sailing. Oh my life, that? yeah, yeah, wearing that on the front and then my backpack, no backpack on the front and the life vest on the back <laughs> or whatever I was doing and just walking around circles in class. Like that's just an example. Yeah. Or just how to get people's attention. You do something like that that nobody else is willing to do in the moment. And then... Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even... It's not even just, just kind of limited... flip them up on their heads. Yeah. So. It's not even just limited to women. It's people in general. Yes. Yeah, so if yeah. you want to hit
0: on a dude, that's how you do it.
2: Right. Yeah. In fact, guys will probably respond even better.
0: <laughs> you also compliment them on their clapping push-up game.
2: Yeah. That's how you do it. Because people people regularly do clapping push-ups at Olympic College. For
0: guys or for girls? For guys. Yeah. You're like, man, I tell you've been doing a lot of clapping push-ups lately. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. I can tell. Your delts look black. I can tell because your arm is torn and it's in a sling. (laughs) (laughs) All
2: right. You guys don't use that on girls? I haven't yet.
1: Oh, yeah. So every time I'm hitting on a girl, you know what I do? No. Pull up Spotify and go, hey, check out my podcast. Mm-hmm. And they just listen to all of our amazing, beautiful, wonderful, well thought out, detailed conversations. And they're like, wow, this is the most this intelligent. This man's an intellectual. Or, yeah.
2: How many times per week do you do this?
1: This is like um like uh like like a solid seven. Seven times once every a day. Nice. I yeah. like
2: that. Yeah. I respect
1: that. Yeah. Usually, I try to go like um, what I do because I I think that throughout the week. I, or i like I like to go to a different time, right? So some people like you know if you stay up for as long as you want and then go to sleep for as long as you want, then you're you know how your like your your cycle kind of shift. Mm-hmm. you get this longer uh, whatever it's called um circadian rhythm circadian rhythm. well, I'm trying to do kind of the same thing because I figure in the morning. Girls might respond differently than they would, you know, mm-hmm. in the late morning or the late or morning. Noon <laughs> At
2: first, I was in a morning mood. Now I'm in a late morning mood, yeah, and the yeah. moment's gone, okay?
1: Yeah, and, I, and and so I'm just kind of experimenting. Nothing's worked out yet, but, uh, you know, I'm experimenting with just showing girls my podcast. Like, hey, check it out. Gotcha. You Is there know? a
0: certain episode that you, this you one, like to show? He's oh, just yeah. streaming it.
1: Uh, the one with Anna Schrader <laughs> where we just sat around and. Alex had some, like, deep internal uh, mechanisms that were shifting, and he was enjoying the moment, but everyone else just thought it was intensely awkward, (laughs) and uh, we didn't actually have anything to talk about. That was the one I showed them, because I think it's it's not, because I think I like to be honest, you Mm -hmm. know, and I like to just introduce that, you know what, I'm an honest person right off the bat, so I just show them the the quintessential PPL podcast. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: Just me sitting in the corner, figuring out a little bit of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: that was that was that podcast it was it was good for you. It was Alex. good for me.
0: <laughs> I, I I realized a lot of
2: things. Growth, self growth.
0: Yeah, I know it was good for the
1: podcast as a whole, though, because we learned so much from that episode. <laughs> <laughs> we completely changed our approach to
0: podcasting after that. Yeah. Doesn't work. Hmm doesn't work you write your technique it, it so it doesn't work and, right?
1: oh not yet but i haven't experimented with every single time of the mm-hmm. day yet i'm waiting I, I think one in the one o'clock in the morning might be like the perfect
2: dude yeah we're gonna get there apparently tonight that's what seems like is happening
0: <laughs> seals work man
1: seals, seals
2: work. actually work i believe you that's mm-hmm. the thing i don't have access to seals that easily here's
0: though. my <laughs> uh on the data that we've covered it's uh the question uh, We sent a poll out asking if bitches love harbor seals, yes or no, and it was 48 to 3. So, uh, that's I mean, pretty that's good pretty numbers. Data, yeah. Pretty good numbers. There's no
2: way that poll is skewed at all. Not at all. No, there's no way. There's no conceivable way. Not at all. Yeah, I agree.
0: And the three that weren't were just, uh, they were just my alternate accounts. They're Russian bots trying to make the account, make the poll look legit, right? You right. know, yeah. yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, just because everyone everyone agrees that you can't make it look at, you can't sales. be overwhelmingly agreeing cuz it's like okay that's that's fake.
1: Yeah, that's of fake. course.
2: Yeah.
0: Or
1: or if it uh, was it Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, cuz if you click on it and it's 100%, then it's like oh am I I'm the only one who voted. Mhm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, you got to have that like oh one percent It's like oh shit, there's someone else voted for no. You know, but there was so many people that voted yes. Right. Yeah, because you you have to have like almost seeing that ninety nine
0: point seven percent looks more legit than seeing that one hundred percent. Yeah, it does. Exactly.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a more legit pull. Yeah.
2: I get scared by online reviews that have one hundred percent. Yeah, no, it's like it needs to be like four and a half.
0: Yeah, four point eight. That's that's like
2: okay. Some people had problems with the product. Yeah, yeah, and usually they got resolved. But yeah, but there's all the times where I'm on like I'm on Amazon and I see a product that has like three stars. And that's because there's like only like 10 reviews and three of them are people giving it one star reviews because the shipping was bad. Yeah, yeah. Did, the yeah, product we is show. fine, but they're just saying that in the wrong spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I've noticed uh, one thing I, so I ordered this shirt. I don't know. Uh, it was off Amazon. It was off some like some, I think it was like a Chinese <laughs> thing. And it's like, I was like, okay, is this, you know, is this legit? So I ordered like a few shirts and uh, it was supposed to be there, that, that particular shirt that I ordered off of that like one seller. Because like there were a few shirts from that seller that had like amazing reviews. Mm-hmm. And then like the rest of the items had like no reviews. And they were really cool items. So like this might not, you know, it might not be legit. Uh, So I, but I, you know, I ordered it anyway because I was like, you know what? It's a cool shirt. Amazon. It's really hard to find weird clothing. I think And if you are gonna find weird clothing, go to eBay or something. Etsy. But Amazon. I can't. I have such a hard time finding weird clothing. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. It. I. I just kind of forgot about it because it was supposed to show up like that weekend, mm. and uh, I didn't. And then, like you know, another week, another month, another two months, and then it shows up like half a year after yeah, it was on the it. boat from China. Yeah. But it was supposed to show up that weekend. <laughs> so I, I finally got it and it was just like this really cheap, <laughs> like I don't even know what kind of fiber it was. It didn't, it was, it was just like really cheap, awful mm-hmm. shirt. And, uh, it, it took half a year to get there. And I, by the time it showed up, I was just didn't even want the shirt anyway.
0: You guys, uh, do you guys have any lost mail that you really just hope it will appear one day?
2: No, to my knowledge, there's nothing I've lost.
0: Mm. If
1: you, Nate and I yesterday talked about, <laughs> Nate burned, he burned a, um, a letter that his dad got from Melania Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the, he, it showed up, and he was just like, you know, oh, it's from the, you know, Melania Trump. So he burns it, and then as it's burning, he reads like he just thought it was some like scam or something. Right, or at it least was,
2: like a. Uh, yeah, go
1: ahead. Yeah, but it, it was, it turns out it was like his dad's letter and then a letter of like a reply mm-hmm. from that letter <laughs> from like the Trump Foundation or something like that. Um, and so his dad never got to read it.
2: And <laughs> I was going to ask, how does one Nate get a letter from Melania?
1: It. Yeah, I Can think, it, well, the way Nate describes it is uh, they were just, so his dad like sent them a letter of his support of like certain policies yeah. and then. They ju- he just got a letter
0: back asking for money.
2: <laughs> Can we get Melania to publicly recognize and acknowledge the existence of this podcast?
0: <laughs> Can we get her to publicly uh, publicly announce the the conspiracy which is Finland?
2: Yes, exactly
1: <laughs> has she has any politician ever talked about Finland?
2: No, I don't think so
1: like because I think I feel like it's just like a an online thing
2: Finland yeah. Well, it's not real.
1: It's like a it's like a redneck, like a, no, no, sorry, not a redneck, but like a uh neckbeard kind of thing you think so? Developed. Yeah, I think the ne- the neckbeards invented it and then they've just kind of slowly emerged like it's slowly spread out of the basements and um now it's on the streets, but it hasn't quite reached the concept of yet. Finland or yeah, the con- yeah, the concept of Finland.
2: Okay. Hmm. Okay,
0: (laughs) you're missing something. You're missing something. You're missing something that Gary and I both know. Yeah, Finland is not real. Finland. What if I told you that Finland doesn't exist? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Nenets invented it. No, the governments invented it.
2: Russia, Russia and Japan. Yeah, invented post World War
1: II. What's their motivation?
0: Illegal fishing.
2: Yeah, the Japanese can fish in the Sea of Finland, because there's no landmass where Finland is. It's just ocean. So the Japanese oh, can fish God. there, and because nobody knows it exists, there's no fishing regulations. And the, the uh, incentive for the Russians to keep the secret is that the Japanese will never attack them again like they did in the Russo-Japanese War, right? Oh, shit. So that's, that's Russia's incentive for keeping it secret. Okay, the number one export from Finland is Nokia phones, and the number one importer of Nokia phones is Japan. What's on those rail cars? Fish. Not phones. Fish.
0: You know how Japan used to be the largest exporter of fish in the world? Or one of the largest? And then they lost all of their fishing around Japan itself? They had to find somewhere else to get the fish. Finland. They're still a fish-based culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you seen the pictures of Tokyo Bay in like 1950s and stuff? It's nuts. It's insane. It's literally miles of fishing boats. Mm-hmm these cute little wooden fishing boats that all got burned and is now where they used to be, Tokyo Disney. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man. It's such a shame.
2: Also, It's also just Japan going nuts, though. Japan is always going should nuts.
1: We, do you think we should move Japan to Finland?
2: No. Like People to, would know. To would know. Sea? No, you can't do that. What if then, we
1: flopped them? Because <laughs> okay, I feel like Finland is in a much more like accessible place in japan like japan's just kind of like out there you know yeah, it's japan
0: like doesn't want to be accessible no they
1: don't but they i mean i think it'd be easier like financially if they have all their fish right like right there
2: but then people where are they gonna, go, live? There's are they no gonna live there's live no there. land there. no water. that's
1: what i'm saying you move japan over to where finland is the, Fi- the finland sea
2: trust me there's a lot of empty land in sweden like nobody wants that mm-hmm. nobody uses sweden sweden's just all empty. those
0: forests that they say are actually they're actually finland yeah no, there's yeah there are like all this. these places they're like oh it's just Finland
2: no it's just Sweden man. Well that that's that's the big thing is what people who live in Finland I actually live in Sweden. They live in Sweden, Russia or Estonia. One of those three. It'd be really easy to fool them. They don't know. They don't have geography over there.
1: <laughs> they don't have geography over no. in a. In, uh,
2: the European Finland. Union. Yeah.
1: So there kind of is. So culturally there is actually a Finland. It exists. It's just not legally Finland, right?
2: There's no landmass that is Finland.
1: Yeah, so it's but there's a culture of Finland that stretches out. There's a yeah nation. That's
2: fair. Yeah, but there is no landmass.
1: Okay, but so if the Finnish people, the Finnish air mm-hmm. quotes people, um, look at a map and they see Finland, they believe that they're in Finland. Right. Right. Yeah, but there's that's, no land. There's
2: no landmass there.
1: Whoever came up with that needs to come on this podcast. Um. Because they're the, mo- the most intelligent people in the world. I think
2: it was Joseph Stalin that came up with that idea.
1: Get him on the pot. Do you have <laughs> his phone number? Yeah, I got him on Skype. <laughs> okay. Actually,
2: I have him on Snap. <laughs> boop 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 <laughs> boop 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 boop. Whoo! Boop boop <laughs> That's peak comedy for me right now. Mm-hmm. Is singing the Skype theme song to my coworkers without their consent. Boop beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. Boop boop boop. boop,
3: boop. boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Dude, why do, you,
2: what do we like... I don't know. I
0: don't use Skype. Why do we like sound effects so much?
2: It's it's a male thing. Uh-huh. It, is a male th- it is a male thing. Carly's pointed it out to us. Yeah. Barley. But I've noticed it too in my own life. But why? I don't know. It's sound effects. It's not, it's not just like music. It's sound effects.
1: I feel like girls almost like music more than guys.
2: It's sound effects.
1: It's a, the effects. Right. It's the... Dang, we should... I feel like Alex has been mentioning his love for sound effects and I feel like we sh- might just need to do like, a podcast just so Alex can express himself.
2: A whole new it's going to have to be a whole new podcast. Like a whole uh, Like a one. series, yeah. Yeah.
1: Should we do like should we do like half hour episodes of Alex's favorite can sound th- effects?
0: We just do the history of different sound effects. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> we could we could do a presentation. We could have a, an entire episode of this podcast that's dedicated to the history of sound effects. Mouth sounds.
2: <laughs> all right so moving on
1: <laughs> yeah
2: you guys want to focus on a topic
1: i don't know what topic
2: uh, you got a the list
1: oh, okay well we had cell phones
2: you want to go for the low hanging fruit cell phones just get something going yeah go with that sure so you guys i know i know neither both of you don't really care for cell phones that much right or at least we'll
1: present your case first
2: Present my case. <laughs> well, I think Alex is probably going to agree with me that they're, they're a problem in my life, cell phones mm-hmm. are. How much I use them is a problem. And how much they distract me from produ- productivity is a problem.
1: Uh, can I give my, like, before you go on your, like, your present your case, I want to say, like, my understanding of kind of, like, cell phones, how they fit into mm-hmm. human. Go ahead. By in human behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is actually something Elon Musk said on his Joe Rogan podcast. Elon's mosquito. Elon, elongated muskrat. <laughs> um, I like it because he, he says he has this whole concept of like, you know, your phone is just an extension.
2: It's a cyber link. Yeah. Mm. So
1: it's like whatever.
2: We're cyborgs. We are, cy- we are we well, are cyborgs. That's,
1: his, that's his thing is that we are we are cyborgs because we just have this extension any knowledge that we don't know is in our pocket you know it's like right there it's not a cyborg it's not even in our pockets though it's just it's it's just we have to think
0: about it a little bit
1: right it's, it's, it's not a it
2: cyborg is. from the conventional wisdom but it is from a cyborg, a te- I think from but, a technical standpoint it is but our
0: latency is this high
2: still right Yeah, because you have to interface through your fingers still. Where
1: AI is going to come into it, right? Mm. Like a chip in your head that just automatically connects you to the internet. And then slowly we're just going to become more and more, um, you know, AI, more and more robotic. Mm. So less brain, more robot brain. Or just increasing the productivity of our brain to the point where, like, we just slowly become robots and we're cool with it. It's not that AI takes over. It's that we are the AI. Right. Anyway, that was rambling but yeah um (laughs) so yeah phones are just kind of like the extension uh that can cause a lot of problems as far as like just because they can also if you need to hit a dopamine it's the exact same Hmm. thing right it's not it's not just your it's not just information it's any kind of stimulus that you need and any given point
2: yeah no i think they're very beneficial i think cell phones as a technology is a net benefit for humanity and I'm willing to admit that but I think admit, yeah. I just did um, <laughs> yeah. we're still so early in the digital age like this is just yeah, the yeah, yeah. very beginning of the digital age that people don't quite understand these things still yet right? and cell phones I think are right now they're a huge source of information and productivity or at least they can be but i think it's also way too easy for people cuz they're, they're so new to humans i think humans have as an organism not have not fully adapted what would to what did adapt to? what
1: would adapting to it be
2: i think these new generations are understanding it more right
1: like just the moderation aspect of it the like the efficiency aspect of it
2: yeah but having always known it right Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. a kid who's born today will always know a cell phone. Yeah. Even us, we're not that old, but we remember a time before cell phones were as prevalent, or especially smartphones, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They didn't exist when we were born. And in our childhood, they didn't. I mean, the iPhone came out what, 2008? Dude, I
0: remember the first time I saw an iPhone. It was insane. It was with this Vincent's dad. Right. We're on a camp out. He's like, we had a question. He's like, I'll figure it out. I'll Give figure me a it second. out. I'm like
2: <gasps> Alex Ng. Um, yeah. <laughs> But you see what I mean, though, right? Yeah. To us, it's something novel still almost, right? Like, just if you think about it from an overall perspective, it's still so new. Yeah. And I think people still don't quite understand how to use it effectively yet. You know what I mean?
1: Like, what's the actual... Because the, the thing is, like, the purpose of it was originally... to to communicate right that's all it was was, okay talk and then slowly we introduced that concept of okay you can look stuff up on it but what's the actual purpose of buying a cell phone at this point like what is the main use of it
2: i don't know and that's what i'm saying yeah yeah, we we don't know yeah we don't know right we haven't figured it out yet i think we will right and i think primarily it is still communication you think about everything you're doing right whether you're watching a video or looking at a post on Instagram, or if you're texting somebody, or whoever calls somebody anymore, but I still like to call people, but you know what I mean? Yeah. You're always communicating with somebody else.
0: Actually, I think calling is way more efficient than texting. It is, Oh, yeah, I'm back on that calling game. Yeah. If it's, like, anything more, like,
1: yeah. If it's anything more than, like, than basic scheduling, oh, hey, are you going to make it? Mm -hmm. This is the time. Right. Then I'm going to call them.
2: Yeah, for sure. So I think all those aspects are typically still good because you've enhanced the, the inner personal communication between people. Right. Yeah. It's more efficient. You can convey ideas. I don't know if it's more effectively or less is if it's more effective or less effective. Right. Cause like how we're talking right now, we have to think up things in the, in the instant. Right. And it may not always work out. Right. Um, but you have a chance to formulate what you want to say online before you say it. So there's Which a difference there. Drives people crazy. Yeah. I think there's a problem there. And I don't think it's one we'll ever fix. That's the art
0: of texting is being is having that extra time, right, to make a, to, to say something better than you would. And it's probably normally. always
2: going to be ingenuine if you do that.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's what's. And well, is it ingenuine though, or is this just the new form of genuine, or is it just a buffer that people need to think correctly?
2: I well, I, I think the buffer is saying something wrong and having somebody else correct you. I think that's the buffer. I think you learn yeah. from that. Mm. I think
0: that's important, but I just don't think a lot of people accept that as normal. because, well, right. I mean, the, 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 the thing okay. is, like,
1: that's not really easy to accept because it's also like, okay, I'm having an objectively better conversation because I can think about what I'm saying for longer before I say it.
2: Right. But if it's ingenuine, right? If it's not reflective of what you actually feel, if you can manage to. Ref- what yeah,
1: yeah. And so I think it's hard to convey that most of the time.
2: Right. If you're trying to play the other person in the conversation, right? So you're trying to you're trying to get something out of the conversation, or trying to have the person react in the desired way. Yeah, you're always going to be ingenuine to how you would respond or how you would mm-hmm. act normally.
1: Well, I think well that's you know I love the word spectrum. I think that's kind of a spectrum of how ingenuine you are. Yeah, because of course, like even in this you know in this conversation that we're having, right? Je, like being genuine, what does that mean? Because I'm trying to get knowledge out of you guys. Is that being Ingenuine, so to speak. I just
2: think it's another level. It's another um,
1: It's a different kind of ingenuity. It's
2: a different kind when you have so much power to change the situation. Yeah,
1: maybe it's ingenuine if if um you're if you don't if you want something different from what the person wants to give you.
2: Right. Well yeah, in this conversation we have to play off of each other, right? It's slightly different over text. I, I, I really respect it when you when you ask somebody a question or you're in a conversation and they have to stop. And think about what they want to mm-hmm. say because they don't know. Right. And I think it's 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 if you can apply that same logic to a text, sure. But I think it's different.
0: Or maybe you know, They don't know, but they care about their answer. They
2: care about their answer. Yeah, I respect that when somebody does that. But over a text, you can take minutes or hours or days to respond. I
0: feel like I'm always swindling someone if I'm texting them. Right. That's I feel like I'm, I'm playing a game. I know that's what you're saying. It but is, like, yeah, it is. I'm it always is a game. like, but I'm texting, it's not like interaction like this right and it's playing a game it's like hmm you know what? i'm gonna fall asleep right now and not talk to that person till tomorrow
2: yeah and you're trying to get something out of that yeah, yeah.
0: and that's just retention is what
2: that is, is yeah well even you can,
0: well it's like he, the it's like the feeling the knowing that you have that person retained and they came back to talk again right
2: here's what i'm gonna say let's just forget about being ingenuine Because for right now, I can't say if that's objectively good or bad. Mm -hmm. So, I'll just forget about that for now. But that's still my opinion. But yeah, I don't think you can objectively say that's a a bad thing at this point with what we've discussed. Right. So. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's just what I wanted to say to follow up what I said earlier.
1: I think you can tell a lot of the time, like there's certain people that um, show signs of being avid texters and you can tell in conversations yeah. with them because like for like kind of two main reasons they usually well actually kind of three kind of two like they they be they're flustered easily mm. so you say something and then they're a little bit caught off guard and then usually they get a kind of aggressive back mm, towards interesting. you interesting <laughs> um or and or they try to manipulate Right. So they, they, yeah, which, yeah, it it adds the ingenuine aspect to their typical conversations. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe it's not that they're avid texters. Maybe it's that texting texting is a good medium for them to try. Oh, to, right. that's true. That, the to use those person the expresses the way that way that they want to run a conversation.
2: Right. I think I think because you have
0: protection about, from getting flustered. Right. You have a time buffer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have. The intention was the second part there.
1: Um. Yeah. You well, you can manipulate, right? So you can, mm-hmm. yeah. So they different have they techniques have, and they can think about it a yeah. lot
2: longer. Well, yeah. So perhaps it's not objectively bad, but from a subjective standpoint, I dislike it a lot.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, I think it's, it's a popular opinion. Um. That text, I think it's a popular opinion among people closer to our age. Mm-hmm. I think older people, people are i mean they don't use texting as much so to them it's kind of more like oh this is a really cool medium that we can use to communicate but to us i think a lot of people our age are kind of realizing that like oh shit maybe we should tone down the texting a bit right um yeah and i think it's just like conversations like these that everyone has where they're like okay maybe texting isn't so good but then there then again there are a lot of people who don't have these kind of conversations don't have the friends that will talk to them about this sort of thing.
2: Well, that's also what I mean about adapting to it as an, as a species, right? You see, you see like, you know, uh, generate like the millennial generation, I'd say is the one that uses phones the most, right? Mm-hmm. We'll say people in their twenties. Yeah. Just, just to pick a decade, people in their twenties, I think use their phones the most for every day, interactions right whether it's transactions or communication or whatever it is and then you look at our generation i think from my from my own perspective it seems like we use it less
3: yeah in my opinion
2: it seems like our generation because it's been with us longer has decided to use it less
1: yeah because we recognize that there's moderation needed right right yeah i think that that's true because we've we've like realized that it's not uh, an end all kind of thing that there's still, that there's a lot of problems associated with it because the millennials were like the test generation. They're the guinea pigs for that. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, you know, a lot lot of the time you still see them pretty addicted to their phones and
2: it's not even an addiction. It's just, it's it's, it's, it's it's so so integral to their life. Right. Yeah. I would rather go to a store and buy something than order it on my phone. Like just being honest, like, Mm. Something that I can get readily, you know, like if, it's, if I'm ordering something off of Amazon, of course I have to order that off of Amazon. Usually, yeah. But, you know, you can order pizza on your phone and have somebody else pick it up and bring it to your house. Right. And you could just press a button and do it. I'd much rather drive right. to the store. I think
1: plus food. I mean, food especially though. Mm-hmm. Because, um, yeah, you can get someone to pick something up at the grocery store for you. Yeah. Even if it's the same exact food. But there is something, about, like there's something, uh, community with food.
0: Going on yeah. the journey. It's about
2: the journey it's about the journey
0: the journey to acquire food
2: there's something about going to a store and picking out what you want to eat there's
1: Mm -hmm. something about buying ramen at midnight and seeing all (laughs) like like there's like that one or one or two other people that are also there buying Mm -hmm. ramen and you just there's this connection you just don't boy i had a
0: i had a midnight i had a one in the morning walmart run last week heck yeah it was great like we had our my, my crew was there. We're we're running around yelling random stupid stuff. There's other crews of people there <laughs> running around yelling stupid stuff. It's great. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of looking back at aisles like, ooh, what's going on down there? A lot of that going on. It was fun. The
2: inhibitions are so much lower.
0: Yeah, and it's like just three groups of teenagers at one in the morning running around like, get this cereal. Look at this cereal. We need this cereal. Get some milk. <laughs> Who's got the milk? We need the milk. We need the milk now. Uh, it was great. It was. A dissolvement of responsibility that just felt amazing. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, Bliss. From going from everyone there, and I was with like all day working. Like, you gotta teach sailing. Gotta, we gotta watch the peer jump. The kids are gonna drown. The kids are gonna drown. To just like, <laughs> to
2: just running around Walmart at so, yeah, one a.m. Yeah, we get to run around Walmart at one yeah. a.m. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Dude, you see this bag of crave? Look at it. It's like <laughs> five pounds. Buy it. It's only six dollars.
2: Only six dollars. <laughs> That bag than, was that's, gone. That's more than the pound per dollar. You know that, right? <laughs> that's not yeah. That's not a good return on investment for no, cereal. we
3: bought
0: one of those, you know, like the big bag, like Marshall and Mady size bag of Crave. Mm-hmm. We killed that in one night. Mm-hmm. We ate it in one Crave night. Crave is good, man. Crave is good. We got a giant mixing bowl and just filled it up with Crave and milk and passed it in a circle. You shut that window, you there? And whenever it ran out, Thanks. we just filled it up again until we finished eating all of it. I like that. A group of like... 15 of us or something <laughs>
2: It's beautiful. Eli's like our Jamie, except he just shuts the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eli, open that window. Yeah. Eli, Eli, Eli shut that window. because
0: well, we don't,
1: the thing is, is we're not live streaming anymore. It's like the, we have a different, we're recording onto a different thing. Cause my mixer's like acting up. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I noticed you're on a field recorder there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause we just, cause the mixer that I have, I cannot figure out how to get it to work. Mm. Um, I do have a couple people I'm going to ask about it though. Okay. And I have asked a couple of people.
2: Most people don't know what's up, hmm. but
1: yeah. Anyway.
2: Anyway. Millennials. What I was going to say is uh, the other thing about phones and I'll just add this one little bit because I think there's less to talk about is having instant access to games and I think games can be okay. I think there's, there is a productive amount of in productivity if that's a word. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a productive amount of being unproductive. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. But I think yes. phones accentuate yes. that to the point where it's it's absolutely not productive any longer.
1: Well, it's it's you though. It's not the phone. It's how much. It's you how much use. you use it. Yeah. But the mm-hmm. phone
2: provides that access. You know. Yeah.
1: Well, what I've noticed is like there's this whole concept of people like um, you need. I mean, there's like the what there's some movement of just sit on the toilet without going on your phone. <laughs> And what that is is because you need the downtime. You right. need that like mental, uh, what what will be the word? Like just you, you need Break. your mind to be sedentary, uh-huh. right, for a while, just so you can absorb stuff, right? That because that's what dreaming is. That's what sleeping mm.
2: is. Well, we think, but yeah. So th-
1: theoretically, well, we'll say that <laughs> a
2: lot of times your dreams reflect what happened the day prior. So yeah. And so
1: you're th- you're rethinking, right. right, or just running through different scenarios, whatever. Anyway, so you just need some. A lot of time you think you need time to process, mm. and I've noticed like with like Aiden, oftentimes he like or when I notice he feels like he I notice him on his phone. So we're on the bus. He'll sit on his phone and he'll play games. It doesn't always happen Mm because sometimes he'll just sit there and he'll like stare out the window. But when he'll get into these moods when he for like a month or so, he'll just go and like catch up games Mm -hmm. and just play like Ryder and uh, like I don't know the dagger like throw the dagger (laughs) that kind of stuff like that right and there's always some some game like that and then but it's always during those times that he'll he'll tell me i you know i'm just feeling really like overwhelmed Mm -hmm. with stuff right now and i don't know if that's if there's a correlation between the video game like him, him always having to be doing something right and just not actually thinking and not really taking in his you know, because after you deal with the situation, right? The situation's done, and then you can move on from it. Mm. Even if it's something you're gonna have to deal with later, you don't have to think about it, right?
2: Right. There's an but abstraction from reality that's healthy, and then there's abstraction from reality that's not.
1: That yeah, because maybe I think you need a lot of that time to sit there and mm. think about everything that you've done, even if you're not thinking about it. But just as long as you're not thinking about something else, right because people feel overwhelmed when they're when they're always working, right? So why is it different when you're playing a video game? Because there's no stress involved with the video game? Right. But I think a lot of the time when you're playing a video game you are stressed.
2: It it depends, You're yeah.
1: you're avo- a lot of well some of the time, yeah, you're avoiding stress.
2: But it's different too.
1: It's different for different people. Well, different hu-
2: humans have always had something for leisure. Yeah. And video games is just a new form of that. But I just think phones provide too much access to it is all I'm saying.
0: Sam is trying to oppress gamers Mm -hmm. all the time.
2: (laughs) No, but like um, there's this, I mean, this is a bit of an extreme case because I've only ever seen one person do this. But in my, one of my classes I'm taking this summer, the teacher gives us like a five minute break every day. It's not much, but it's like, it's like a two hour class. So five minute break is appreciated. The girl that sits next to me, as soon as that break starts, as soon as that break starts, she grabs her phone and she's on a game. Yeah. Within seconds. Yeah. And it's like what if I want to talk to you about something? Or what if you want to talk to somebody about something? Well now you're not, you're just on your yeah. phone. Well you know
1: what the thing that pisses me off, like this thing I get mad about, like consciously angry about, is um is when I have a conversation with someone, but it's one sided because they're on their phone playing a game. Mm. Yeah. It's one thing if they're texting or like maybe they're doing something kind of important, whatever. But if they're if they're playing a game or mm. if they're on Instagram or something, that's like Yeah. That's when it kind of really irks me. You
0: know, I heard this this thing once, and I thought it was pretty funny. Which is that uh, uh, some com- some guy is like talking to like like a, like a seduction artist type guy, calling in like, hey, Ethan Rhodes. Uh, <laughs> he's like, um, he's like, man, I'm always trying to like, like go to the bar and like all these girls are on their phone. Like, how do I get past that? <laughs> and the guy's like, you have to realize you have to be more interesting than the whole world that's in their hands. <laughs>
2: that's like, why you'd be random and it's like
0: uh <laughs> exactly that's why you'd be mm-hmm. random or you show them like, seals. just bring yeah, pe- it bring, bring it a <laughs> <sale>. <laughs> it's like flopping around and <laughs> this on the floor <laughs> give the seal a drink mm-hmm. it's thirsty um but uh no i thought that was a very funny but also kind of insightful
2: i've i've heard that yeah and i, I agree with yeah the,
0: you're um, yeah you're competing with the whole world mm-hmm. if you're trying to beat someone that's on their phone
2: Right, and if you yeah. think about how much, how long those things on the internet, how people, how long people have to craft those things, mm-hmm. you know, like we're talking about preparing your speech and stuff like that, it's different than mm-hmm. how a normal person mm-hmm. reacts. So you almost can't compete because it's not. Yeah, that's yeah. true. because yeah.
1: they, they're just going to compare you to. Because you're like, watching the a video, they like online. they're watching
0: like a ten minute video that had a you know started out a twenty page script and got. Narrow down
2: yeah or have you ever seen a video of like somebody doing a skateboard trick I heard this example today right mm-hmm. where they, they nailed this amazing skateboard trick but it took them 150 fails yeah to get to that one success exactly. that's always gonna be more interesting than what you can do yeah. unless you can do it on the first try yeah, which yeah, you yeah. most likely can't so
1: yeah and plus if, even if you can do you know one thing on the first try that's not you're not gonna that's probably chances are you've worked at that so much that that's one of like three things that you can do right. on the first try <laughs> but then as on, to, yeah you know, these guys on the internet can do more right. than three things first try, according to their video or whatever right. it is. And
2: that's great about the internet. I love that about the internet, but it's not genuine. You see what I mean?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not genuine. I think a lot of the time it can be pretty genuine. Um, if because you can just a lot of time people will say like, "Oh yeah, this took me this many tries." Mm-hmm. A lot of the time people are pretty genuine about. Like that, they they recognize that it's ingenuine if they don't say that, if they right. don't acknowledge that, which I think is really cool because I don't think that I think it's it can be easy to lose your genuinosity on the internet, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of time people don't because um, people are people and people are often genuine. Right. I think
2: it really leads to a um, a false sense of reality and false expectations because you see these amazing things on the internet, right? Mm. And I think to a lot of people, and I'm not immune to this, I will include myself in this. You, you see these people doing great things and you don't see the countless hours that went into producing that. And then when yeah. you can't replicate it, you become disheartened. And yeah. yeah.
1: And then there's also like, you know, there are people that are so amazing at things, right? Mm. Yeah. Especially when it comes to music, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, you know, I think I'm a pretty good musician. You go online, it's like, oh no, I'm not a good musician. Because look at these people. Like, it doesn't matter. Like you can tell that they've poured more hours into it, but but they can do it in so little time. The product is so much better, right? Right. And it's like a lot of the time, it's talent. The, you know, not just with music, but with so many other things. You see these really talented, really intelligent people that are doing these things that you just can't reproduce as well as them. Just because you're not, you know, you're not that person. Mm-hmm. You just can't. Um and so I think you see a lot of those outliers, those insane outliers. And because you can see them and because a lot of the time they're at the forefront of media, right. it's really disheartening. Yeah. I think in a sense. Because you can't be one of those people. I think something right. But
2: it is a great outlet for them. You have to admit yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I think that's it's pretty analogous to the idea of like of like the local musician thinking he's good but then comparing to the rest of the world he's not mm-hmm. because the internet can do that now. Right. Is like I see this all the time, where someone's a big, sh- like big, a big, sh- like hotshot football player in high school.
2: Big fish in the little pond. And yeah, yeah. the
0: second they go to college, they're like, "Oh, never yeah. mind," or like, "Yeah, it's like, dude, I was a state level high school player or mm-hmm. whatever." But the second they take the next step up, yeah, yeah. Well, now you're competing with all state level, state level. Everyone's a state level yeah. one. Yeah, you're not
2: anymore. It takes a lot of the aspects of regular human life. And just accentuates it. Because mm-hmm. it's like what I said, at the end of the day, you're always interfacing with somebody on the other side of that screen, right? Yeah. It's just, it greatly enhances and expedites normal interactions with other people. And mm-hmm. I think in some way, a lot of ways it's good, and in a lot of ways it's really bad.
1: Yeah, well, I've been thinking about dating apps. Because ba- like, what I would think about them is, okay, here would be my theory about dating apps, right? Okay, so you have really high expectations for people because they can you know, go through their portfolio and you see Mm -hmm. all these other guys, they have to compete with all the guys and all all the other girls, right? You have to, um, so you have to compete with all that. So you have to make this amazing page that has, you know, really cool stuff. And then when the girl finally decides to go out with you, then she's disappointed. Yeah. Inevitably. Right. She's going to be, you're on a dating app. Of course, she's going to be disappointed by you. But then I know a lot of people who have had really wrong, long relationships that are Mm -hmm. still in them that have met on dating apps.
2: Well, it's, it's a game of chance. It really is,
1: because I would because it, but it completely goes against what I would think mm-hmm. would work with a dating. I just wouldn't think that they would work because of the like super what was it superfluous. No, I think the most amount. important
0: thing about stuff like that it's just finding people that also are also they're all they it connects people that are actively looking for people. They're
2: yeah, that's that's the that's good aspect of the point of it. part. It's yeah. not
0: even like about the profile stuff. It's more about just the fact that. You're on the website itself. That's what matters the most, right?
2: But that's also why I try and say something so outlandish that nobody else will ever say it. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is going to say that, right? right? So you just distinguish yourself from everybody else. And yeah, uh, there's one dating app I saw that was only one of them is actually remotely interesting to me, and it's one that's supposed to artif- like is supposed to like be a deep learning thing and supposed to use artificial intelligence to match you with people with similar interests, right? Right.
1: Mm-hmm. They all it, say that.
2: No, but this one is like <laughs> genuinely like. There's no user input at all. Huh. Basically, what it does is it? You 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 input a profile, and it's very basic. It's like a picture, your name, age, stuff like that. You don't even like really list interests very much. I don't think at all. And then it spends. You know, it matches you with somebody pretty much randomly the first time, and based on your interaction with that person, it's supposed to learn which person to match you with the next time. Huh. The Did problem you try is, it? I tried it. Yeah. The problem is, it takes so long. For it to match you with somebody, I mean, it takes weeks, and then it's somebody like three states away, and then you just don't want to interact with them. Yeah, and it just doesn't work. It's a very cool concept, that doesn't work.
1: Maybe because none of people are using it.
2: Um, I think it got a pretty big bump because from Reddit, mm. it was it made it to r slash all on Reddit, so a lot of people joined it all at once, and then it still just is too slow. Mm. But it's even further abstracting human interactions. Yeah. it's very cool yeah but it, I don't think it's that it's definitely not genuine
1: do you think based on like apps like that and just the different kinds of interactions that we're gonna be having do you think that we're gonna get to a place where we can have more genuine interactions with people like where we can connect even deeper um, that this is just a learning you mean by learning?
2: by pairing people with similar or oh
1: well no no not necessarily like that but you said that um it's abstracting. oh
2: so people have like no inhibitions or um or like so
1: like just have forming a different kind of relationship with someone not even necessarily like online or something but a different medium of relationship right because you have you can have online relationships that's completely different from having a you know personal relationship one-on-one like is there going to be more of that like that different
2: probably but i still think it's it's just not human You know what I mean? Yes, I agree. I agree. And I say yes, but I think it's not human at all.
1: But it could be more personal. It could be more. It could be. Yeah. yeah. I
2: think the most personal interaction you're ever going to have is face to face with somebody right now. Yeah.
1: But in the future, we might have like, you know, like uh, our AIs, our AI mind chips might be able to connect in a way or something.
2: Yeah. But I think it's less about adapting the technology and more about adapting the person and the species. the the technology yeah technology is going to increase faster than the human capacity to understand technology will increase and we're going to reach a point in my opinion where we don't know how to use our own technology okay I see
1: that yeah yeah so it's not about necessarily because we are going to get the technology for it but it's just a matter of are we going to are our brains going to catch up are our ideas and concepts yeah and our nature is going to catch up Because is it going to be like phones where it's just like, okay, if you're born in the generation, you kind of understand the moderation? Or is it going to be like way too far for even the new people?
2: Well, that's what I mean. I think we're already at that point with phones. Our phones have such a vast capacity to create and to communicate, but we don't use it effectively, right? You, You can communicate with somebody on the other side of the world instantaneously with a cell phone, right? Yeah. And yet we use them to play flash games as
1: opposed to learning from some of the you know right we don't we don't
2: know how to effectively use our technology and i think that's just human nature and i think it's going to take way too long to adapt for it to be effective
1: yeah and also it's like what what do you need to be effective too because you can like yeah you can talk to people on the other side of the world what the you know what the hell are they going to teach you i don't know there are things that you can learn from them but why do you need to know that you're living here
2: Right And that's what I'm saying. we don't we don't know yet
1: yeah, we don't know how how to make those connections that are really gonna benefit us, and yeah i but I also we don't we, right we don't know, so we don't know what we're missing, mm-hmm. so we don't have a drive to
2: we we just have no idea, yeah, it's so yeah, new. yeah,
1: it's really cool like we just we don't know the potential we can use them like well, and we can get stuff more stuff done, so it's more efficient than not having them, but we're just not quite at the peak
2: right well look at look at consumer processor technology or like computing technology what do we use it what what drives the pc market gaming video Video games video yeah video what can you do with that processing power you can do so much that people don't understand with that processing power but what drives it is video games humans desire to play video games
1: yeah well i mean what i i think that's a that's kind of a beautiful way to drive the market though. It is. In a way
2: because like But it's inadvertent. And that's okay. Because we don't okay. need to be
1: efficient. No. You know we don't need to. We don't. I, we, we have you know in our first world countries right we have enough that we can be satisfied with just the things around us right we don't need to be more efficient right for the most part we can be just as efficient as we are right now and be perfectly happy so just playing video games is a good reason to drive the market.
2: Right. But uh, all I'm saying is we we just, as a society, we don't understand what we've built quite. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah.
1: We're on the same page. We're on yeah. the same part of the same, same page. Same,
2: same page in the yeah, same book yeah, in the yeah, same yeah. line.
1: On the same word. Same word.
2: Maybe like a letter, letter off. Letter off. Okay, gotcha. Letter off. But yeah, we're there. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's interesting though. Yeah. But to make a, long, a very long story, and very interesting story, story, that's the reason I have this watch is so I don't have to check my phone to look at the time.
1: Oh, that's a good idea because then you don't have to see the notifications. I don't see
2: anything. When I go to school or when I'm out in public at all, like especially at school, it's easy. I take my phone. I throw it in my backpack. I close the, 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 that spot, that, what do you call that? Pouch. Yeah. And then it's gone. Yeah. For the next four hours, it's gone. And then it's just me and whatever happens around me. and that's a way good way for me to stay grounded so did you
1: did you ever get a like a big problem where you had to like where you were like, okay, oh my God, this is actually what am I doing with myself? like you look at the clock and it's been four hours and you're still on Instagram or something like that.
2: um I've had problems like that in the past, but they've never really affected me so negatively that like it left a lasting impact yeah. but there's there've been enough cases where I felt like I missed out on an opportunity to either connect with somebody oh, oh, or but learn that's the something worst kind of torture right yeah. Now. So then that made me like, when when I'm at home, I don't really worry too much about how much I'm using my phone unless I know I need to get something done. Mm. Otherwise, I'm not too concerned about wasting time because I'm at home and there's nobody else there. It's just me. And I might as well go on my phone and enjoy myself a little bit. And I might even learn something. But as soon as I leave that house and I'm interacting with other people. The last thing I want to do is be on my phone and miss just disconnect out. disconnect yourself. Yeah. yeah.
1: Disconnect yourself from the people. Because honestly, like, at the end of the day, no matter how much you use your phone, no matter how much content other people put out that you consume on your phone, you're never, never going to learn, like, you, with all the science videos that you watch, with all the, you know, the languages that you learn on your phone, you're never going to learn as much as you will just from interacting with the people around you. Right. Right. So, anyway.
0: I don't know if it's as much learn as much as an art dealer around you but you're never gonna have the same you're not gonna have the same impactful experiences
2: it's a different kind of knowledge and yeah and lifestyle for sure yeah
1: I think that's a good note to end the podcast on
2: I'm good to just keep talking man I, I
1: don't know what time we're at I think we're over two hours who though who
2: cares I need to wake up There's like half an hour of this that we can cut out where we're just talking about random garbage. Like, literally. No, we can leave that in. If you want to leave it in. But it was like literally random garbage. It's up to you. It's your podcast.
1: I think that was fun. Eli was laughing.
2: Yeah. No, no, it was fun. But no, there's something before we talked about that where it was just, it was like actual, like.
1: Oh, rambly. Like, we took stuff.
2: what we were talking about in the kitchen in here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which is I'm fine. It's just talking. And room. that's the objective of this. Yeah. It's just talk, in yeah. my opinion. So that's fine. Yeah, and also. As long as you're okay with it, I'm good with just still keep talking. Just, yeah, we just can keep, keep going.
0: You ever have like you ever go to the movies and it's kind of late at night and you fall asleep for part of it, but you don't really feel like you fell asleep.
2: You when we saw Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah.
0: But no, I okay. I saw Spider Man last week, really late at, on 3rd of July. Really, late. first off, the parking lot on 3rd of July at the movie theater is insane. There's like. Everyone, like the whole parking lot's full of pop-up tents and people like ah. shooting off fireworks and stuff Seriously. in the parking lot. Yeah.
2: At the at, at the, the Regal? Yeah. <laughs>
0: we went because we, we were like, we had, you know, some downtime. And we're mm. like, okay, let's go to Paul's and watch a movie and go to Walmart. So we go. And yeah, we're like, what is going on? Why is the movie theater so popping tonight? Oh. there was Everyone's just th- shooting fireworks off in its parking lot.
2: I bet you can see it really well from Regal. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: For sure. But it's just, it was just... <laughs> they're just popping off some fireworks while they're waiting Mm -hmm. i like that and
2: uh i still need to see spider-man i haven't seen it yet it was i slept through most of it okay (laughs) wait was that because it was bad or is that because i was was very very tired very tired
0: and i had to go because i was like two people that had a car Mm -hmm. but i mean i enjoyed the rides back and forth were really fun and the walmart room was fun (laughs) but I knew I was going to fall asleep. I always fall asleep during movies. Yeah. The reason I brought this up though is because I think I fell asleep for a bit of that podcast, but I didn't really feel like I fell asleep. Wait, this I one? noticed you were gone. Yeah. yeah. This one.
2: <laughs> okay. When we were, when we were, what, you and I were bouncing back a lot about phones, yeah, I know it's Alex. I is think I was c- kind was of halfway asleep. Gone. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's the problem. about sitting right here is I'm having a conversation with you, right? And I'm expecting if Alex comes in, I can just look over at him like this, but I can only really look at one of you at a time.
2: Well, I he was involved a lot earlier. And I was, yes yeah. You just checked out all of a sudden.
0: <laughs> I think the correct term is zoinked out. Zoinked. Yeah, no, but I think that happened to me where I I wasn't fully asleep, but I was like...
2: In your very own words, you were bongos.
0: Bongos. (laughs) I was bongos that night. Yeah. um, Yeah. I don't know. It was kind of... Spider-Man was kind of entertaining. It was kind of a layer of of like... There's a lot of like teenage humor like, bro, we're out here live streaming, which is like kind of fun to laugh at. Right. Which isn't inherently funny, but... I don't know. I feel like I don't have anything invested in. I feel like it's all about how you set your expectations.
1: Because I used to yeah. like hate Marvel movies. Like I would. I, would, I have nothing know. invested in the MCU. So. Oh
2: yeah, I have very little. I, in cause fact, I, I have none right now. Well, I won't say none, but
1: I liked. Um, I really liked the original like Iron Man movie, like yeah, the first one. The good. only thing in the that, that was MCU the MCU I've that seen other, other than Doctor
0: Strange.
2: That's because those first movies they they had to make people come out to the movies Mm -hmm. they had to make a movie that would actually draw people to the theater when they got into you know late game with those movies they didn't have to do anything in game with those movies I specifically didn't